Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash radio, and you can get access to over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You know, I guess this would be the wrong step to kind of start the podcast on, but I think adventure games are just fucking neat. I just don't like needy things, like unless they're adorable. So, like if you're if you're like when like my kitty meows at me and tells me what it wants, I'll I'll poke and prod, I'll click it, I'll walk around in different sides of the room, adjust picture frames. I mean, I'll Scooby Doo that shit because a kitten's adorable, but like I I I almost want to use like the whole culture and aspect of adventure games, like to pejoratively insult someone for their needy bullshit. I don't, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't want to give you my charity. What, what makes you think you earned my charity? Punish them. Just punish them for looking around and wanting to be, <laughs> you know, yes. like, Hmm, this is interesting. I'm curious about what this is. You're just punishing them for that pretty much. Well, no, I just think when someone's needy, when they ask or require things like, cause <laughs> Is it just me, or does, like, adventure, like, I don't know, adventure game, again, it's pretty early. I mean, we'll definitely hammer, oh, spoiler, feature topic. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's happening. Yeah, that's <laughs> happening. But uh, is it just me, or is it, do adventure games kind of feel like side quests of the game? Like, remember, I don't know. I'll tell you guys this right now. This This kind of speaks, and it's funny, because I was kind of lecturing Sarah earlier on, like, furniture construction. But this is the kind of guy I am. If I go and check my mail, and and I just see my next door, my like my next door neighbor's letter there or something, and I've already sat down and I'm already putting down mail, I'll I'll just look at it and be like, I guess he's never seeing this again, and I'll just fucking <laughs> I'll I'll just <laughs> like place it somewhere, you know? It's just just the effort of having to go back to him, like, hey, listen. Now, if it's a repeated thing, yeah, but like, I, you know, I'd be lying if I said like. Fuck, it's not important. Like, what is this? A bill they probably already paid? I, it'll be fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, not it's, mine. I don't have to worry about it. Fuck this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's not some important shit. I mean, I'd never do that with, like, an Amazon package or anything. But Yeah. No, but if I, if I saw, like, a city bill, I'm like, oh, this might be their water bill or something. Fuck it. They'll find out. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Water right now. It's not a big deal. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not I'm not going to fuck them over if they're like waiting on their like seventh season of weeds to fucking get shipped to them from Amazon as priorities. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And like, what if they're not? Hold on a second here. What does this all have to do with furniture? Oh, just the fact that I I guess we're all lazy in our own way. Oh, okay, Yeah, I'm pretty fucking lazy when it comes to furniture. (laughs) That analogy was kind of (laughs) lazy. 
Uh, it, it all is forgiven. But, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, is it, it's just, it's invasive, too. It's, you're, you're fucking, you're quite literally poking shit. You're poking around. You're asking questions. You're trying to get to the bottom of things. And I, I just I call it being a sleuth. <laughs> In everyday life, I'm just being very sleuthy right now. I'm not, not being evasive. Thing. I'm, I'm just, you know. Trying to figure out who done it. Sleuth. Word of the yeah. day. Real life, real life clue. Well, I don't know. I think why you know who did it? Fucking who did it right? Blues clues, man. Like she she gave you the clues that were worth looking at. She she put things together. And you know, at times it it, it may have made the process really annoying. You know, she's a fucking dog. But I'm pretty sure she's found ways to communicate that didn't involve clues. Like, I'm pretty sure between her, bow, 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 I'm like, oh, you mean you're hungry? I I could only imagine the poor struggle that that dog would go through if she had to, like, set up a whole whole elaborate clue segment to, like, tell Steve, I'm hungry. I'm a living animal. And it's been a week. And my bowl is empty. I don't want to fucking play this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like she, did, she doesn't leave clues she just starts fucking acting out and then before you know Biting. it yeah and then steve unfortunately has to put her down and then that's what happened that's how blues clues got canceled everybody that really got dark quick <laughs> like, we were ha- we were having fun and then just that one thing nope. no the real story is steven burns had to had to do what he needed to do to get down and and start steven burns in the experience and I, god i, I still Fuck, man. And it's sad because uh, I think his shit got taken down from iTunes, but I'm pretty sure you can Amazon it. It's great. I love his music. I love that. I love that he also accepted his male pattern baldness and like he went all out. He didn't go with the wreath or anything. He just went all out. <laughs> I mean, embracing it. Mm-hmm. sure. Sure. He looks like a, a really weird version of Moby, but I'm OK with that. So I miss you guys. Drive for. Yeah, I'm just trying to think. Is it a good thing you want to look like Moby? I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, we'll, we'll have to Google image of Moby, like like what Moby looks like now. Yeah, do, do Where a... are they now for Moby? <laughs> okay with that. Uh, yeah, all right. I mean, that sounds like a really productive use of our time. I'm, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I endorse that wholeheartedly. Nothing else going on. It's cool. <laughs> Yeah, all right. So, uh, adventure games. That's what we're talking about. We've got yes. some other stuff to talk about. Oh, the games. So many fucking games. But mostly Moby. All Moby. I'm really interested in taking this Moby cast to a whole nother level now. Have we guys mentioned that we're going to get ready in preparation to launch our Moby network? Oh, my just- God. <laughs> and we just played the one song. Whatever that, whatever that one song was that he did. I was I, I almost said the uh, weapon of something, but that's not him. That's Fatboy Slim. <laughs> I got him mixed up already. Shit, sorry, Moby. <laughs> uh, because they're both British. That that's yeah, the yeah. one common denominator. The, the one the one with walking when he's dancing. That that that's that's Fatboy Slim, right? Yeah, that's Fatboy Slim. Okay. Mm. Speaking speaking of old and should never be disturbed. Uh, yeah, fucking Space Jam getting a sequel. Do you know what this means? This could endanger our favorite fucking website that should never still exist. If they could actually <laughs> just recreate it and just make the new one just like that, I'd be happy. 
I would actually be okay we with have them the taking that movie and doing that. Well, yeah. I don't wait. I think our I think the website's still safe because now movies don't get hardly any like I, I feel like Facebook pages are pushed way before movies are. Mm, yes. I don't know, but like I don't know this whole star-studded cast and shit like LeBron James, uh, the Looney Tunes. I think that's it's the star-studded cast so far. I, I I don't know. Like, do you do you go with Monstars again? Like, how does this even fucking exist? How does this yeah. a thing? How is it? Davido's not doing a whole lot besides it's always sunny. He could probably come back and reprise his role. But like, I feel like Space Jam Two already happened. When when like they got Brendan Fraser to basically hang out with a bunch of Looney Tunes and for the rest of his career, yeah, for the rest of his career, and like his his one like his motivation, his direction in that movie was to a not play basketball and b not beat his wife, and fucking like he didn't even do that right. I don't know, and mm, I think I don't even know if they could get R. Kelly to like do another song for the soundtrack. It'd probably be Drake now. That's like, yeah. I was like, they like that's the generation now. Well, yeah. I mean, I, so it's it's already kind of doomed. I can only imagine them approaching R. Kelly, and then once he comes to the realization that Space Jam is over the age of eighteen, he'll have no interest. Ah, uh-huh. <laughs> <Like, laughs> nope. Uh huh. Sorry, don't like him. I don't like him now. Uh uh-uh. I, 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 I just imagine they go to R. Kelly and ask him to do a song for the sequel, Space Jam. And he forgot that he did the song for the first Space Jam. Because <laughs> I actually, for a minute, forgot what song he did. It wasn't uh, Space I Jam. believe I can fly. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, but no, it's it's. I I guess there's too much grass on that basketball court, so he's just like. Fuck. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's just start we, the show. We, we were having fun. Why did to get? Why to go there? <laughs> Eventually, gonna get reports like someone's gonna call in on us. Oh yeah, absolutely! I, what a what a amazing episode, by the way, to inaugurate the fact that we got another fucking sponsorship too. <laughs> yeah, <That's>, <laughs> thank you, thank you for pulling it. It's good time. <laughs> Go ahead. That was nice. I mean, we got to host it. What, fellas? What do you think? Oh yeah, like maybe eight. Uh, eight they don't even know who it is yet. Like we already had to pull it. Like, well, we were gonna announce it, but now we can't. Sorry, they just called, <laughs> so we can't do it now. Nope. Oh man, he's gonna you go on record though to say that I really do not like that song. I fucking hate it. But is it why? Is it because he does the whole thing in a, like a cornfield and it's fucking like it's a song to a soundtrack about cartoon, like iconic cartoons trying to win yeah. a game of basketball. So uh, but it's, but it's like know. super like epic song about basketball and Looney Tunes. Well, so it's been overplayed country. since it was created. That's for sure. You're gonna get that though. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wait, what was the song? Uh, but the that... lyrics just kind of seem so dumb and cheesy. Like the cheese mm-hmm. factor is the highest thing about. Oh yeah, yeah. Cheese. It, it's next level cheesiness. Yeah. It's 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 craft mac and cheese cheesiness. Hey, 
Um, my Mac cheesy macaroni. Fuck, I forgot that slogan. Did I miss the fucking yellow dino? Cheesysaurus Rex. Nobody remembers Cheesysaurus Rex. Yeah, we didn't have him in Canada. What? Who did you guys have repping your Kraft Mac? Uh, it's just called Kraft Dinner up here. That's hmm. that's yeah. That's kind of oversimplifying things. Yeah. Man. yeah, we we shortened it down to KD. That's it. KD, I need to get my I need to get my fix on some KD. Do you know where I need to know? I need this shit now, you guys. Where's the nearest KD outlet? Uh, We need to get to uh, to a Sobeys stat for some KD. Wait, Sobeys. Wait, Sobeys has stores in Canada. Sobeys is a major company in Canada, especially in the Maritimes. That's where it sort of originated. But yeah, so little lizard gecko Sobe. No, 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 no. That's different. That's Sobey. They carry Sobey. Yeah, Sobey. Yeah, Sobey's is spelled S-O-B-E. I have never heard it pronounced yeah. Sobey in my it's, life. It's pronounced. It's pronounced gross. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff's terrible. Oh fuck you! Hey, Orange juice like, tastes Orange. like I'm drinking laundry detergent. <laughs> uh, I, I think you spell Sobey G-A-R-B-A-G-E. Pretty so, sure. Okay, so my one piece of proof uh, before and before I rebuttal that, first off, um, I think Sobeys the term is, is rebuke, I believe. Moving forward, I'm going to strike that. <laughs> uh, uh, don't you miss me? How, how quick is George going to quit this show? <laughs> <laughs> We're all coming down on him. Uh, Take so, Sobey's uh, orange carrot orange juice is amazing. Oh. oh. First yeah. cucumber melon, now this. No, it's it's lime cucumber, and it's a co- oh, it, that's a companion it's to my. Still orange. bad. I second what toast. What do you do for health? Hold on. What what? What do I do for health? You yeah. know I'm gonna have a heart attack soon. Like <laughs> that's gonna happen. I'm already preparing for no, it. I'm, 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 I'm I don't, go don't want to have that go, conversation. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go out saying wheezy. The, <laughs> this is the big one. It's gonna be my last word. Off, this conversation is getting darker. We're, we're both we're both on the same page, Joe. So don't worry about it. Oh, I'll yeah. keep your God, seat warm. We, on the fuck, other side, fuck yep. you guys. You guys will outlive me. I've I got five years you. left at best. Stop it. So. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's a really weird thing to laugh about. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. I'm laughing too, so it's all yeah. it's all good. It's all good. All right, so if we could go ahead and move past our mortality for a second. Yeah. Maybe. Um, we'll see. Remember that really shitty movie with uh, Dane Cook, Employee of the Month, and, like, I think Daz or Dit, like, the fucking asshole from Punk. Yeah. And he was, like, a- wasn't it? Yeah. And, and it's weird, because I thought I heard you say a shitty movie. I don't, are, are you sure talking about the same <laughs> movie? Uh, that movie had America's sweetheart, Jessica Simpson. So, <laughs> obviously, it was good. <laughs> Obviously, it's the best thing ever that came out. There's so many, so many different tracks that we're jumping from. But yeah, yeah, he yeah, that, we're all over the place. He religiously drank like that was the the, the most sh- shameless product promotion was like Sobe Sobe drinks, and he pr- they pronounce it Sobe. Huh. And, but we know where Dane Cook is now. Mm. Stealing so. jokes from, that nobody cares about. Yeah, so it didn't get him very far. So no. that's why that drink's not good. And you know, and you know. Aside from all that, you know what's really bugging me right now? Because I really wanted to mention it and get all funny about it, but it's fucking making me mad. And I can't remember it. What's the <laughs> name of that? What's the name of that song that Seal did for Batman Forever? Kiss from a Rose. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I listen to that every time I play Batman Arkham City. Oh man! <laughs> and, 
do it. I do it right every day. Every day. Uh, just like uh, Jesus. What is? I don't. I don't remember if it's Seether. I think it's Seether. Uh, their uh, th- that hero song. They're, oh wait, no, that's Creed. Yeah, Jesus no, Christ, no, it. no. That's that's the guy from Saliva and the guy from Nickelback. It's Seether. That's, it's Seether. Is not Seether. What? Uh, we're talking about the, about the from, same uh, one. They're shaving a hero. Yeah, yeah. That's one. That's from the Spider-Man soundtrack. Yeah, because that's a thing. A Spider-Man soundtrack. Oh yeah, that song. God. Yeah, it's Cat. It's Chad Kroger and uh, whoever Uh. the guy from Saliva is. (laughs) Hey, dude. I'm sorry. Canada brought us Nickelback. So yeah, and we were that that, that, that one's on you. I'm sorry. Like I usually don't give you a lot of crap, but also Justin Bieber, which we deeply, deeply, deeply regret. Well, yeah, they hey, make up for it. Okay, so for every Avril Lavigne, every Justin Bieber, every Nickelback, there's fucking Dallas Green. There's mm-hmm. Boys Night Out. Eh. There, ooh. Okay, so we'll go on to the introductions. Sweet. I'm George. <laughs> and he's salty right now, guys. I can, salty I can George. Him, I can see him just clenching the mic. like Salty Boy Zax. Yep, yep. Mm. Salt level extreme. Mm, let me get some. Let me get some of that cowlick off the roof of my mouth, you guys. <laughs> bitter. It's a little bitter. It, it is. I live mm-hmm. on the ocean. I know salty. That's salt. That's some salty George. Mm, yeah, I know salty too. My name's Toast, but the salt I know <laughs> not the salty. kind you want to really admit. Mm, yeah, that's sodium level. Mm. I love how you started this like it was, like you you had an infomercial introduction that you painted out for yourself. Hi, my name's Toast, and if you want oh. to talk about salt, hi, didn't <laughs> see you there. <laughs> hey, we had a lot of fun tonight, but let's get serious for a minute. Salt. George has are you, it. Are you aware? Yeah. Are you aware that George is salty right now? Ninety-five mm. percent of the population does not. I. I, I thought this was going to turn into a drug awareness sort of situation, parroting no, salt. Yeah, the more give it time, it will. You know, and I've actually had a dangerous lack of sodium in in my <laughs> diet. Like, no, for why, why do we come on? We come on these turns to like just real talk. It's like, you know what? By the way, <laughs> talking about that, I, I had some shit go ha- go wrong. And well, really no, bad. I'm actually like I'm adding. I'm I'm okay. I'm cool to add more salt to my diet because I started a pescatarian diet two months ago and i've mm-hmm. been sticking to it so now like when i add salt on it i'm not like i'm not like fucking ed o'neill al bundy status because i'm like this fucking miserable excuse for like your average everyday american male adult male just, uh, just you like every, salt, every, every, salt time, every time every time he tells me the diet he's on i keep on wondering which like how they say the lord's prayer if it's different like they say like something about trespasses or if they don't and, and also if they sing hymns a religious uh, joke. Yeah, not, it sounds like it's a religion. Uh-huh. Okay, it's not. It's just. It's just a. It's a lifestyle of eating, and I feel healthier for it. I, the only thing, honestly, is I'm tired, but uh, I just gotta like it's. It's exhausted me, but my body feels cleaner. Yeah. So. Well, not eating meat will do that to you. Oh, fuck meat, man. I feel great. I'm eating, and I'm eating. Except you're meat. tired all the time, right? Well, I'm, I think that's just my horrible age and like uh, my like that. past life. What you need is a steak. Let me tell you, you will get your salt and a buttload <laughs> of flavor out of that steak. I think yep. it will be delicious and, and heart disease. I Enjoy. doubt that. Come on. Oh, I, I, are you kidding me, dude? I just ate a raw cow. <laughs> 
the okay. whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing, yeah. If anything, yeah. I kind of wish Every if bit of it. the last bit of meat I would have wouldn't have been like some Oscar Mayer deli shit. It would have been like one of those like ribeyes that Ben had. Problem. There's such a difference between like, you know, a decent cut of meat and the junk that you get in like a sausage or some sort of like a pepperette stick or whatever. Jesus. I still remember the steak that Ben Biz ordered at that steak place. Oh, kinda, my God. It was, it was, no, dude, it was pretty like you ordered steak, too, didn't you, Andrew? What's that? I can only imagine. In, in Seattle. Remember when we all went out to eat? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I did. Yeah. See, <laughs> which I, I, I went for a tuna taco and see, that's usually what I've been eating. Like I said, I can eat pescatarian is basically vegetarian with fish. I can eat have, have any fish. Fish. Fish, that's fish without an eye. That's a joke. Sarah is on the show with us. He's Canadian. I am. I am. He likes meat. Likes I do. meat. Yes, meat I do. Meat enthusiast, Sarah. In fact, yes. And we're 20 minutes in to episode <laughs> yeah, I, 83. I, I, and, and I forgot the topic. I did. <laughs> oh, what are we doing now? <laughs> yeah, that was that was quite a... All right, hold on. Can we, can we try to map out that rabbit hole? Adventure <laughs> games, space... No, adventure games, laziness... Mm-hmm. Blues Clues, yeah. Space Jam, uh, Mortality, Mortality, Meat. Sobe, Meat was in there. More Mortality, More Mortality, Dane Cook, Employee of the Month, R. Kelly, Seal, and then Meat, and then Meat. Okay, yeah. so there we go. <laughs> Wicked, awesome. I'm show really- done. All right, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, folks. Um, No, hey, so we're going to be talking about adventure games. And, you know, when you're mapping out, when you're doing a web outline, that's that's the nickname or term for it. Uh, Others, uh, it would uh, be considered a brainstorm or uh, a contract. I mean, several different names. When you when you take these sort of techniques and you map about the information you've collected, that is one of the many things that you'll find yourself doing in adventure games as it's a sort of a trope to the design of a game genre that uh fucking kind of died and came back like 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 it's game Jesus like it's back like it's it's a thing now it's it it's a thing harder than it's ever been for you know for pretty good reason and and I think I'd like I'd love to dissect that with you guys if you, I mean if you don't mind you know no. since we're Recording a podcast about it. Yeah, yeah, we should probably sure, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. might as well. Yeah, absolutely. I wish. I hope, I hope one time we have a debate. Like you know, I really there's. I feel like there's nothing to discuss, and then we just stop. <laughs> uh, I think it's a one-sided argument here, guys. So we're just gonna go ahead and stop right now. Yeah, adventure games are good. Thanks. Bye. There we go. So mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna go ahead and the uh, outline for today's show. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump right into what's in your console. Not a whole lot of news coming out, other than the fact that uh, Japan finally got their PlayStation 4s. And other than some the, the dude who got it being extremely weirder than one of our listeners, Joey Chie. I always forget to pronounce Joey's last name. I just call him Joey. It's, it's in his Twitter handle, too. But whatever. Yeah, but that dude was, like, weird. He was, he, I think, Judge Dredd. Was the guy who made the first purchase of a PlayStation 4 in Japan? I don't quite remember it. What? Weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, other than that, uh, I, I guess it's gone by smoothly. Um, and it's, uh, I mean, Sony's picking up some sales. Uh, the Xbox One is slowing down to a halt. Okay, the, the Xbox One, yeah. It's, it's 
being like outsold by the PS4, like four to one, isn't it? Yeah, it's four to one in terms of sales. And like the, the availability of it is staggeringly uh, higher than that of the PS4. But the PS4 is finally like the chances of getting one have become better. But with tax season coming around, I oh, yeah. I don't believe that one bit. I there's the, the couple in my local retailers, at least three different retailers. So I'm see now. Rumor has it that there's a store in my area that's had an Xbox One in its stock room for like an easy month and a half. Hmm. It's just kind of sitting there. I'm I'm kind of completely opposite. I'm having a ton of fun playing Xbox One. And I just think right now it's the better system because it has the games. It does. Yeah. It just has more games. PS4 just does not have anything other than... I mean, I don't, I don't want to play Outlast. I really don't. I have no interest in like a survival horror, scary, you know, poop my pants game. I just don't really have any interest in poop my pants. So It's got basement it's, crawl, too. I don't know if that's out yet. I don't want to um, poop my pants in the basement. That's another, that's another <laughs> poop my pants game. Um, yeah, yeah uh, and then Strider. Strider looks great. I um, really want to play that game. It looks pretty good. It's we should. I'm waiting back to hear from Capcom, but yeah, we should be reviewing that. Double, double, double Helix has been doing dude, some good been, stuff, man. Mm, dude, oh, they've been they've Amazon. Been, a, a, Amazon was smart to pick them up. Yeah, they've been mm, they've been fondling me in all the best ways in my childhood. Gross! Don't say that. You're not supposed to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Can uh, we censor that? That that again. <laughs> I I think you just misinterpreted that. I think you just accused Double Helix of pedophile <laughs> or being pedophilic. No. Okay. Um, oh God, you're just gonna misinterpret everything I said. All yep. the classics that I've taken from my childhood that I that I yeah, but you longed... said they found they they fondled your childhood. No, so... I did not say that. Wow, mm-hmm. it's totally not what I said. They mm-hmm. said I said they fondled no. all the See, best memories from my childhood. <laughs> That's even worse. So your childhood <laughs> memories got got abused. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Why is fondling an an, an an endearment for abuse? I can, I can, can we, can you not fondle your lover? Is that not a thing? Yeah, but fondle is is associated with abuse. You I thought do. rope was associated with abuse. Uh, that's more like. Am I learning something new? That's I, I don't think I want to learn though. I don't want to know. There's <laughs> I'm, I'm, not groping sh- I'm really not sure where this is going. I don't either. Either way, man, the double it healing is doing it so good. You guys did a good job. Sorry we just drug you down a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Our bad. Yeah, it totally wasn't my intention. No, no, it just it just happened. That's just George. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all George's fault. Great. See, I kind of miss <laughs> it when James is on the show because he's just... You can kind of direct it towards him. Yeah, mostly. he's just a much more attractive punching bag. But fuck, man. Anyway. Yeah, no, I and you know... I, they between like the work that they're slowly releasing for their continued KI support. I mean, the stuff that they did with Spinal and finally getting those old school costumes. I mean, KI is getting more fine tuned and balanced, and the whole. And I wish you know I I, I almost feel the need to kind of update like my review because my review was honestly like short of perfect only because there was no way to really punish rage quitting or you know shitty behavior when when conducting yourself in online match play and now that they have the jail system it highly discourages yeah, but, it but then the jail didn't work so not initially <laughs> they had they had a lot of problems with the jail yeah jail did suck at first yeah, but it's working first. now it's yeah. working now um that's all that matters yeah so considering that like it's already you know too old to really go into the detail i mean either way i still think you should get it but now i consider it a perfect game 
and you know we are only getting more it's a game that's still getting bigger i really liked how they went about that and then just the attention that they did with strider as far as aesthetic looks and playability i i don't know man i whatever property they they tackle next i will totally give them my full-fledged confidence for it but aside from that man like yeah there's really only been like god one stinker one like clear stinker in the Xbox One crowd that I can recall, and that's Max. So, Loco Cycle. Oh yeah, which uh, too, yeah. from from what I've heard, I have not played, so I can't really. That's we, not really. We fair have we have say. Rob Rich recording Loco or reviewing Loco Cycle. He's doing a, uh, a freelance review for us, and he's he's none too yeah. chipper about it. Wasn't which is a shame because it's Twisted Pixel. Great. I, Rise is it's repetitive, but it's I mean it, it's cool to showcase the Crytek engine. So it's, it's just the combat. Like the combat does yeah, the combat does get repetitive now because it's not like really fast. It's like it's like really slowed down God of War Assassin's Creed combat with QTEs that kind of just I don't know. It's the same thing almost every time, but it looks cool. It's just really repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um, but shit, man. Yeah. Other than that, I mean. Second, infamous Second Sons coming out what? Uh, n- the end of this month or next March twenty first. Jesus, it got delayed again. It's a Friday oh. release now. It was supposed to be a Tuesday, but they pushed it up to Friday. They're trying to make these things like movies now. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, but even then, like we've also got Titanfall next month oh. on the eleventh. Thank yeah. the stars. I think I think the next couple months we're finally gonna get some mileage out of these next gen consoles. Mm-hmm. So, agreed. I'm look, looking forward to that. But speaking of mileage and whatnot, let's go into let's go into what's what's in your console. Let's uh, go into that. Cool. That's the thing. Well, oh. wait, I, I lied. Hold on. Oh, there is one thing okay. I do want to talk about. Sure. Uh, I think it'd be funny too, and and I love the uh, parody that was done on it. But I kind of want to take your guys's uh, you know, take on it because me, I I think it's kind of brilliant in a sense, and it's been so ridiculously entertaining that. I would not mind seeing this happen again with a new game. But, man, Twitch Plays Pokemon is oh, yeah. the, the greatest. So, so, so what is that? Because I haven't been following it. Is it is the craziest social experiment of all time. So it's a crowdsourced method of playing. Basically, everybody who's currently in playing it on Twitch will give commands and actions towards basically what needs to be done like move up select this basically you have a certain list of things you can do like uh you have to that's the rule you have to pick from the list of actions that's listed so you have to choose like talk and then you know give them a direction or choose and then give them a direction like am i right sarah so do yeah, they yeah, have exactly. to all decide well, on of. the direction the path they take or so they're know, taking but... as many inputs as they can from like the eighty thousand people fucking oh my god it happens all it. at once Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord. Yeah. But what, so. What's crazy about it is like, okay, so uh, as well, when you when you're trying to attempt this, right, obviously, there's a lot of, um, you know, signals that are that are going this way and that. And um, there's this other like secondary system, which is like, you've got your anarchy side and your democracy side. And if enough people vote democracy, then this the system changes so that it's one input every 10 seconds. So you can more accurately move if you've got a democracy. But if it's uh, chaotic through the anarchy, it makes it much more difficult to move around. Somehow they managed to get through the safari zone, which I have no idea how they managed to do that, given what I was watching earlier in the week. 
but it's well, pretty you, amazing. The safari zone, all you got to do is just move around. No, like, you, you got to get through the safari zone to get to a certain point, though. And it, the, the easiest way is something like 269 steps, but you've only got 500 steps or something crazy like that to get through the safari zone. Oh, yeah. What is it that you needed from the safari zone? Is it like an HM? Uh, either an HM or the, there's this guy you got to talk to in some building. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. Holy shit. Um, so, yeah. So what's what's a helix fossil? Because I just saw a thing on Twitch <laughs> plays Pokemon about a helix fossil. What is that? Like I'm just trying it's, to. Catch it's up become like okay. So it's become this ridiculous joke that I'm actually loving, and like I'll get to that. Uh, why I how I loved it being used, but uh, essentially when they picked up the fossil back in Mount Moon, anytime there was like a lot of people trying to get them to use items, they accidentally landed on the helix fossil a lot of the time and trying to use it, and they'd always be like that error message, like oh you can't use that right now. So it kind of turned into this whole, like... It basically spawned a religion. Yeah, it it turned into this whole (laughs) philosophy where, like, basically the reason why they're able to get through the madness that is Twitch Plays Pokemon is that they're consulting the almighty Helix. And they just turned it into an Omastar. And weirdly enough, out of all the fucking, like, Pokemon they've caught, it's the only one that doesn't have some doof-ass nickname. Hmm. Yeah, because, like, what is it, like, uh, they have a Pidgeot right now that's, like, Bird Jesus. Bird Jesus, yeah. Yeah, like, and... and like with, they, they, they drew these names from, like, the weird bullshit that was put into them to begin with, right? Yes, and, like, it's weird. I don't I don't even know how they've gotten as far as they have. I, ser- I seriously thought they'd still be, like, grinding or doing nothing productive because, like, they've released, like, 18 Pokemon that, like, I've caught on so far just straight released <laughs> them back into the wild. Um... Including I, the uh, their starter, like they had a charm. I guess they got it. They got him up to Char- Charmeleon, but he ended up getting uh, getting released. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's still a thing going on. But uh, for twenty four hours, uh, Rev three uh, launched their own little uh, system. They kind of made it look like a a Tim Schafer adventure game, like straight Grim Fandango full throttle status. And it was called Twitch Plays Adam Sessler. And basically, you can tell Adam Sessler to run, do... Oh, fantastic. Oh, it was great. That poor man. And Mm -hmm. he, dude, he stuck with it. And they weren't even doing it for, like, charity or anything. Just to do it. Just Mm -hmm. to do it. Like, just, like, so many people wanted him to violate Scott Bromley. Like, it was... Who doesn't, though, Yeah. It's true. But, Mm -hmm. like, God, he, like... I think at one point, he, like, crushed raw eggs into his fedora and then put his hat back on <laughs> like no dude he did some shit like he uh, like he like boy. humped a dude like wearing like the horse mask like he rode a tricycle they just put him in this room with all this possibility and it just went on for hours dude i was mm-hmm. loving it so like now this is a new this is the this is the video game version of the harlem shake this is going to be the new trend that everybody's going to try to capitalize on what's what can we do next that twitch plays but, like, there's more going on than, like, a team of people at Twitch playing Pokemon, right? Like, there's a system of algorithms that are calculating the the, the people watching, like, calling requests. Isn't that right, Sarah? Because you yeah. just mentioned there's a system. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, so um, the – the well, obviously, it tries to take every, every uh, input, right? But obviously, you know, there's so much data going into it that it'll only take so many, which makes it more chaotic. But, again – if there's enough democracy uh, voted for through the the chat, right? So you can you can type in the word democracy and it inches closer to the democracy line. Then it switches gears and it's, it makes it easier for uh, 
for specific inputs to be put in, right? But I mean, right now there's two core groups that are sort of in the uh, the Twitch plays. There's one that's like, okay, we need to get through this game and and show that it can be done, and the other that's just a bunch of trolls saying, ha, "I'm gonna fuck up your shit." Yep, they just want to watch the world turn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, well, they they dubbed it the anarchy uh, side because really it's just a bunch of anarchists trying to screw shit up for the rest of everyone, right? So that's a that's but, a really polite term. It's it's a battle between good and evil. It's light and dark. basically it, yeah. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing too, uh, there's been talks and like some indie developers, and I think it's going to happen at GDC, which I'm stoked about. Depending on like the success or just how much like attention this little experiment will command, I would not be surprised if somehow this were like made in collaboration with Twitch into a game that has to be played like that. A crowdsourced game where you, I mean like it would be the weirdest MMO in a sense, but a massive multiplayer online co-op game that operated in that faction. Because in a sense, Twitch plays Pokemon is this meta game that you explain has a system of dynamics in place. It's become its own game. It's it, well, it's kind of the evolution mm. of like socially being involved in gameplay for someone, you know. I mean, first it was just the the streaming, like streaming it and kind of giving it out for people to watch and enjoy, and now they're getting like, you know, they're getting involved, they're interacting with it, they're you know playing a part in it. And I could see that being just a whole new experience, like a whole new like software that you download, like when you're playing a game, like now you can stream it and you can have people like, you know, take part in it and kind of play along. I don't know. I just it, it sounds like it's something it could be. I mean, people want to be socially involved in this stuff. That's why stuff like Twitch is so popular. So I could see that just becoming a whole new thing. Uh, you know, I I'm all for it, honestly. Just like or, or like or chat is just not enough, or posting comments just isn't enough. Like you know, it's, it just becomes like a whole new thing. I don't even know what that would be or how it would look. And this is probably just the first part of it, but hmm, it, I, we're gonna. But then also, it goes the other direction where they can just like completely overkill it. You know, like the the Sessler thing would be just the start. Now everyone will start doing it and just becomes this Harlem Shake thing. Oh, <laughs> Lord. Oh, you had to say that. Yeah, that's exactly. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Well, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm all for it as long as it can See. be conducted in such a manner yep. that like as long don't, as there's a balance. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Internet. <laughs> I almost kind of don't <laughs> mind it getting trolled because that's where the humor comes. It just there is nah. such a thing as overdoing it. So mm-hmm. I don't know that uh, those are. That's my two cents. But anyway, yeah, all right. Now we can get into what's in your console. Sure. wants to go i'm leaving the choice up to anybody i'll go oh all right yeah, yeah. i go. i didn't because i didn't play much uh playing a adventure and an adventure game which i thought was one part and it somehow turned into three parts so and also i'm not good at adventure games we'll find this out in the, in the discussion 
I'm not good at adventure games. Like it takes me forever to figure out what's going on. Like us playing Gone Home and me not knowing about half the stuff that George found. That's just the beginning of my like ineptitude when it comes to adventure games. Like I just I am not good at them. So I'm playing something called The Raven. Um, it came out on PC uh, about a year ago, and it just came out on consoles recently. And I suck at adventure games. I really do. Um, so I'm, I'm getting through it. It's I won't talk about much because I'm going to review it, but um, it, it kind of, I guess, relates to the topic we're talking about. So I figured I'd mention it. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much I can say without giving away the review. Um, it's an adventure game. I can say that. It's it's an adventure ass adventure game, like uh, in, in the purest sense. But, that's um, uh, uh, like I I love that you like honestly struggled because you were just like, fuck! I wish I I, I how can I say more about I, this? I want I want to tease that review because I know they're waiting for it and they're looking forward to it, you know. And but I don't I don't want to give it away. I don't want to spoil it for them. Got got wait to read it. I'm not gonna give you the whole thing in the podcast. That's cheating. <laughs> But yeah, so there's that. Um, what else did I play? Uh, the other thing was Titanfall, the beta, and I fucking cannot wait for Titanfall to come out. I, I I don't like shooters. I really don't play multiplayer shooters all that much, and I cannot fucking wait for Titanfall. It's so goddamn fun though. I mm-hmm. and you know what's funny is like picking the class. Like everything about it feels incredibly organic and balanced. Like every like because we're I'm not that all that good at shooters either. But there's a class for every type of skill. And there's there are people who can still have fun with the skill and still have fun, yeah. And people who can master it, and see those people can play all in the same field, and 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 there's still things to do. And the fact that like no matter how well you're doing, at one point you're gonna get a giant fucking mech that falls from the sky that you can just jump in and and wreck some shit, you know, or even get the chance to wreck some shit or feel powerful for you know for a few fleeting moments. I mean, like, all of that is, oh, man, it, it is invigorating. It is. It, cr- it's good because it takes the things that I like the least about multiplayer shooters and pretty much gets rid of them. I mean, they're still there, but they're not dominant. Like, when you play stuff like COD or Battlefield, you pretty much realize that the people that play to win are the ones that are camping. They're the ones that are, like, sniping, and they're just they're just naturally good at shooters. I mean, they're just, they, they, they play all the time. They just get good by repetition. It's you know, it's just they they kind of condition themselves to play shooters, and uh, with Titanfall, like you're always moving, you're constantly moving. You know, if you stand still, you die because yeah, they're... you're always you're always trying to jump on top of a, a Titan to rodeo. You're always trying to you know ru- wall run or wall jump or you know um, you know get to your Titan or you know it just and there's it, always something it going on. Feels so fluid, like the, all yeah. uh, like seriously. Like all the parkour going on, it, it is not some sort of gimmick. It's not like a like some fucking brink shit. It's like real, like mirrors edge quality, like fucking intuitiveness in, in 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 like how you react with the environment. And you're absolutely right. There is this person that just couldn't shake, like just really couldn't shake, like old habits. Like had to like sit on top of this roof and just shoot at me. Missed once, uh, dude. I sprinted. And then I double jumped off of a billboard, grabbed the ledge of one cliff, and then came up on a roof, came up behind him. I didn't even shoot him. I just straight, like, Mortal Kombat, like, neck kicked him right in the fucking back of his dome. And then, mm-hmm. boom. And there he was. It's done. And then, before I knew it, 
I was shot at from a Titan and I was dead. But like I took out this dude that apparently found some success in camping. And even then, like if if you just move just a particular way and you can get some just some hindsight towards like any direction that the, 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 the sniping may have come from or the camping and you're equipped with something like a smart pistol. I mean, the game practically does it for you for you to take them out. There's a surprising, like, that's the one thing. The smart pistol is slightly overpowered if you know how to use it and you're good. But mm-hmm. that's not what it's intended for. It's intended for people who, you know, need some sort of equalizer in, in, in that gap of skill. But, like, I've got, I got good with the smart pistol and I, I started feeling guilty about it. Which, you know, hopefully is, is the kind of trend that you would assume players would follow. Because, I mean... You know, people don't give shit about victory at times. Like, even as if it, as hollow as it may feel, it's a victory. It's a it's a score. So I can see like there's gonna definitely be some nerfing done with a smart pistol. Like, I, I'm gonna say real soon after post launch, if not already, just from the beta. Yeah, yeah. It seemed like that was the most powerful weapon that a lot of people used. Um, I just I, I the thing that I like most about Titanfall. I I've been saying this since we saw it at PAX last year. Since I saw it, you know, in the summer. Uh, it's it takes a lot of good from not only shooters but other games and other like almost other genres of games and maybe I'm being you know a little too you know all about Titanfall like I don't mean to you know show my you know my heart on for this game but I, I really do enjoy it because they take stuff like um, the minions that you can kill pretty much just their ridiculously dumb bots and AI that are just there they're cannon fodder they're there just for you to kill. It's almost like when you play League of Legends and you have the the minions that go out and they're there just to kill. You know, they're there just to basically be a wall between you and a turret. You know, they, they kind of get killed so you can kind of, you know, progress and get, you know, in front of the stuff. And that's all they're there for. And they're also there for, like, people that aren't that good at shooters. They still have something they can kill and destroy and feel like they're doing something. Um, it takes the burn cards that you can earn. Um, and they're randomly just, if you do something in-game, you get a, a good kill you destroy a Titan, you get to the evac before the, you know, the mission's over. Um, you get a burn card and they're random. You just get random things. Like I got one of the ogre Titans during the beta, which wasn't your normal Titan that you had, like the normal Atlas Titan everyone had. But when I got the ogre Titan, I used my burn card in the middle of the match and I actually called it down right then and there. And it was like a tank. It was super powerful, super like strong. I basically took, and ripped the arms off of another Titan and then pummeled it to death with it. Like the Titans, even though they're huge, gigantic, like mechs, they're still fast. They're still quick. They can get behind cover. They can just do anything that a soldier on the battlefield could. They're just, you know, 50 feet tall and have, you know, explosive rounds. It's and just, you don't have to be in a Titan to take down a Titan. I've taken no, down no. plenty of Titans. Oh, being absolutely. On if, foot. if you're a pilot that you know what you're doing and you have the weaponry to do it, or you just can get around them, like use your uh, your your stealth or your cloak to get up behind them, get on top and rodeo, and then just do the brain surgery and take them out that way. Yeah, it's it's so smart. Like, it, it, it's just really fun. Uh, it's different, you know. It's just not the same shooter. And, and you know, they use those buzzwords like they're going to reinvent the first-person shooter and they're going to do, you know, something new. But, I mean... I played the beta for days and it never got old. And it was only two maps, but I, I just enjoyed it every single time we played. Um, for me personally, I feel like Titanfall is going to be the halo uh, of the Xbox One. It'll be the game that people are buying the system for. Like, I think it will be a system seller for sure. Um, so, uh, Respawn and Microsoft, you can send the check to uh, Andy Toast Hanshu. 
Here, I'll press pause radio. Money Money Hat Avenue. (laughs) That's where I live now. Money Hat Avenue. Please please send me all checks. Thank you. At Capital Way uh, in McDuck Estates. (laughs) Sure, yeah. (laughs) Why not? Oh, man. But uh, I, me personally, I think it's going to be that big, but I, I don't know what direction Microsoft's really going to take with this. And, and like, who knows? Because like, it's not this is this is a first party published game, but in conjunction with EA. So I, I, do, I don't know what the future of Titanfall may be as far as, you know, console exclusivity. And even then. We don't even know, like, it could be a system seller for Xbox One, but, I mean, it's coming to Windows, too. Yeah, that... it will be on PC, and I think it'll be a huge thing for, like, streaming and, you know, stuff like that on PC as well. Yeah, but because of that availability, I feel like that'll that'll kind of fuck up the appeal that the Xbox One... I mean, granted, it, it's better for us, like, as consumers, I like that. And, you know, who knows, if, they, if Microsoft does it right and has, like, some sort of cross-network play between Xbox Live and, you know online like through a windows network of some sorts i don't know okay he's gonna go through origin so there's that so maybe people might not play just because it's going through origin mm. Mm. i and see that's the thing yeah because it's an ea game and we and uh-huh. we've all yeah exactly origins performance is and quite less than stellar but you know mediocre at best yeah that's actually being insanely. Like, and, and it's crazy that you know I, I kind of say that um, you know the game will be a system seller. I mean, did you see the bundle they announced like as before we recorded today? I, I it, did. It, it, it kind of shitty too. Like like to offer that now after people have already invested and in, you know started getting the system, and then they're saying, okay, well now if you buy the system for the same price, we'll give you Titanfall. Like you know, <laughs> it's just like oh that's kind of shitty. <laughs> Oh yeah, I didn't know it was the same price. I thought it was gonna be like you know. no, no, exact same price. You get like a month of gold and Titanfall for the same retail price of the system. Oh, that's that kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. For the people that like invested and were early adopters, like they don't really get anything extra other than if they got day one and they got an achievement and a controller. Microsoft Ambassador Program. Are you guys ready? Fuck. Because you guys did <laughs> this, we're gonna give you Fusion Frenzy. Grabbed by the ghoulies, Malice, Azurak, the blue warrior, whatever the fuck. Oh, Azurak, yeah. Azurak, yeah. Hold on. What's what's the other ambassador uh, deal that they can give? Wait, I'll show you what it is. That's what it is. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's like the first fart ever on Press Pause Radio. That was that was a juicy one. Yeah. Straight fucking choked out a, a reptile, frog of sorts, <laughs> man. But anyway, my point is, that, yeah, it, it, I, you know, that's a way to negatively look at it, and we we can all be honest. Like Microsoft can't afford any more negative PR, considering that they're still kind of hitting it, and now they're they're definitely in a lull, and they're really putting all their chips on Titanfall, considering you know. And I think that's why the the system bundle kind of really came out, but. I just really wish that the direction with this series is hopefully going to be, you know, legitimate downloadable content, more something that actually integrates more features. Who knows? Like, have you, have you guys noticed that the Connect is like 
strangely absent or maybe i'm wrong games yeah yeah i i I, I use just for netflix now i'm too lazy to grab the controller please play the next episode i you know the voice recognition i'm still trying to fix but i think i'll just reprogram it and i'll probably be better but yeah it, it doesn't even recognize well like i think my connect's a pervert like i can be fully clothed <laughs> i'm serious i can be fully clothed and like the last three times i've left my xbox on after i go and take a shower it's just so i can download something while i'm showering and it didn't even recognize me i'll come back in and like my my turban and towel and it'll go, hi, Georgie Boy's axe. I'm like, what do we do? What the fuck? But I can stand there and stare at point blank in the face with like a shirt and a beanie, everything. Yep. Yeah. It's Connect's new dick integration software technology. <laughs> well, no, I'm wearing a towel. It doesn't really get to uh, see the goods. I'm pretty uh, sure it uh, it recognizes certain gestures because like there's this one Connect, like the camera was activated and we were trying to get it to go away. And we're like, Xbox, go home. Xbox, go home. And nothing was freaking happening. So I'm like, hey, do you think it understands gestures? Me and a buddy of mine simultaneously flipped it off. Didn't it go home? Oh. <laughs> the yep, second we it. did it. Yeah. There's no the way that now, was coincidence. <laughs> yeah. I know. It was amazing. I, I, I'm going to probably pick it up for Xbox Fitness, though, or Nike Fitness. I don't remember the name of it, actually, because I've been hearing good stuff about it, and I kind of want to X- see xbox fitness yeah it is xbox fitness yeah and i'm gonna see you know how the connect spars for there because so far uh what's the only other connect centric title for the xbox one it's fighters unleashed I believe well, that was garbage oh. wasn't it doesn't it have yeah, like a metacritic yeah. of one it's that probably not really bad sure really really bad um the only i i will say this though I've had a lot of fun. The, I think the most fun I've had with my Connect on the Xbox One so far is Zoo Tycoon, just because it it feels really good feeding the giraffes, like just in, <laughs> like holding my hand out, watching me eat apples from my hand. I Zoo Tycoon, and you know I kind of wish I got the chance to review it, but Zoo Tycoon is like one of my sleeper favorites from the Xbox One launch, and in, and in no right does it deserve to be, but at the same time it should because it's that fun. It's weird. It's weird how much I like that game. And I know I haven't talked about it at all in the show, actually. And I know I've, I played it a lot. I think it's just because, like, why the fuck should I talk about Zoo Tycoon when I can talk about this? But it's, I don't know, uh, definitely worth checking out. And it's on the 360 now. I, don't, I just don't think you'll get the same appeal. Because, uh, like, arguably, I, I still have a lot more faith in the Xbox One Connect versus the 360 Connect. Mm. Yeah, which, Jesus. Um, but anyway. Oh, well, I, I'd hope so for that extra 100 bucks. Yeah. Uh, and and is that is that all that we have to discuss in regards to your Titanfall talk, sir? Pretty much. I'm very excited about that game. Um, uh, other than that, only other thing I played was I played a little bit of Bravely Default, but nothing really to... I played a lot more of the demo than I have of the actual game, which is fucking weird. I just, so, I don't know. I gotta what, get into le- it. what level are you guys? Not not very far at all, dude. Like, I'm only uh, 8, 9. It, it's not very far in the game at all. I booted you- it up. And yeah. haven't gotten very far. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're probably grinding that pretty big right now. Did you uh, get the collector's edition? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That extra ten bucks, man, so worth it. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, I haven't really messed with the AR cards, but it's cool to know I have them. Uh, the soundtrack, yeah, I, of course, is outstanding. Um, I, I, I just watched like the live performance, like the concert of of the soundtrack, and it was nice. Oh, so good. 
I'm thinking uh, that I'm just gonna like read the a- the AR cards off of like a computer screen or something because I really don't want to open them up. Yeah, yeah, just mess with it. it it's it, it's nice. It, it's really sharp. Like Nintendo usually doesn't really put out collector's editions, but um, or no, see, I got I got the I got the regular edition, so I don't think that came with AR cards. So I haven't even gotten a chance to fuck with that. It came with one AR thing on the back of the insert. You have to do it when you first start the game. Yeah. Sort of. Oh, yeah. really? I didn't even. I just. I think I did yeah. skip it or whatever. Just because. I did. Like, you can go back anytime. It says AR movie when you start mm-hmm. up your game again. So, yeah, all you need to do is tap that, point your DS at whatever, and it comes up. I don't know. Cody Wynn is all about Bravely Default. He really enjoyed it. But yep. other than that, yep. the thing I'm, I'm hearing about uh, consistently, and I, I don't know. I mean, I the demo didn't really sell me on it. And it's funny. I bought it in like. Again, the Vita, the Vita has really enraptured all of my handheld play. There's like four things I can tell you right now that, have like, like just straight commanded my attention. I've actually, as weird as this sounds, I haven't even brought my 3DS with me anywhere. Fucking, <laughs> I, I just take my Vita. I, the, it, this is how sad. I was debating whether or not I should take my 3DS with me, just because I wouldn't, I didn't want to miss out on a street pass. Is that I, really? That's all, no, that's all, I do that now too. But yeah, but is is that really what's going to be like the deciding factor? Like, not nah, not a game that I can play on it. Like, fuck, I really got to get those street passes. Like, god damn it! Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't I, I don't do that with my Vita because I know if there's nothing that I can think of playing my Vita, I don't take it. So like, oh man, it, it it's just a real kick in the ass. But there's, I don't know. I've I've been really enraptured with it. But yeah, bravely default. I, I really can't say that I played enough to form an opinion of it. Um, but as far as what I've heard, and even when I played in the demo now, everything just was so vanilla. Like, I can't stand vanilla. Like, sure, the aesthetic was nice, and it was, you know, it, it was definitely, like, pleasing the fact that it reminded me a lot of the stuff from, the you know, the DS's take on Final Fantasy 3 and 4. But aside from all that, I, I don't know, and then there was, I remember there was that other game, Four Warriors of Light, which, again, a lot of people yeah. were divided on. Everybody well, told me that the second half of that game is bullshit, like it's a Ghosts and Goblins type of deal bullshit. Bravely Default is said to be spiritually successive to Four Warriors of Light. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So where it's where Four Warriors of Light is Final Fantasy, but also isn't, uh, so too is Bravely Default. Uh, in Japan, it was actually called uh, Bravely Default Flying Fairy. And it was named as such because the FF was meant to uh, harken back to Final Fantasy. But you know, and that and that's cool. I'm I'm all about that. But what about in like I hate the fact that this might have been spoiled for me a little bit. Like I don't know the details of it, but essentially I'm hearing that the game, like the way the game dictates content, is incredibly lazy and it recycles itself in the absolute worst way. And it's like well, ruined the experience for a lot of people. I haven't uh, I haven't really seen much recycling of much to be honest like I'm having fun seeking out and finding the job the job asterix is asterix asterixes uh in the side quests that they give you and that's well laid out so like your main quest is like an orange exclamation point and side quests are blue so I don't know I'll be sure to, like I don't know it's it's just weird it's it's weird like where my tastes have like gone because as far as Final Fantasy... Yeah, I'd say, because you like Final Fantasy thirteen so much. I really uh, do. Because uh, it's fun. And there's a lot of... there. I don't know. There's a lot going on with it that makes it stand out. Bravely Default is really cookie-cutter to me. 
It's That's kind uh, of ironic. <laughs> I I don't think 13's cookie cutter in the in the slightest. I think Bravely Default just tries to mine on like nostalgia. Maybe, maybe not, but it didn't warrant two sequels. Come on. I'll admit a lot of stuff that happens in Final Fantasy 13 too uh, could have definitely been way more summarized than it was. But I I, I like exposition, and you know that's a thing. Like all the 13 games and 14, I that that to me is like where I feel like I I think Final Fantasy is going in the right direction, and where a lot of people disagree. I mean the games. Well, that's weird. I may be talking my ass here. I don't know how well the games are selling, but I can only assume they're they're selling pretty well. I do know that Lightning Returns did not meet expectations in its homeland, and I can only imagine how well it's sold here. But people actually really like Lightning Returns. In fact, the only criticism they have towards it, which is understandable, is the story. Like everybody's just like, "Where the fuck is?" And I'll I'll admit, like I have followed the thirteen story pretty close to a T, and. Uh, Fucking it! It takes a weird U-turn, but I, th- th- I normally that U-turn would feel better. But it it takes this U-turn for the sake of closing the story, and I, I kind of think that's pandering a little bit. It, sure, it, it's it, interesting to hear this because, like in my neck of the woods, this game is languishing. Um, only it's only trickling out of stores. It, it, for anything else, thirteen just if it accomplishes anything at all, it just makes people really excited about fifteen. Yeah. One way or another, whether you like it or you hate it, like everyone's just another, looking forward to It's just another part of 13, though. That's what kind of pisses me off. Ah, uh, no, it's been made its new own thing. It, no, I, yeah. it's still versus 13, so it was still born of the same bullshit story. Dude, we're going on five years. Five years that we've been doing the show and, and, and doing this website and everything. And I remember our first couple episodes, we were talking about how excited we were for versus 13. And I, can, I don't know. I, I can believe that. In five years, it's it's its own thing, and they've separated from it. It looks like it from just the screenshots and the and the videos, the gameplay. I, I was it always, looks like it, it looks like it's a modern RPG. Yeah, I always found a hard, you know, I find it really hard to associate it with the Fabula Novala Crystallis's uh, setup. You know, as the whole thing got older, and like the only game I haven't played from that series is Type Zero, which I think has to do with thirteen. It does. It was originally called a Gato Thirteen. Yeah. So and like, we've we've got it. It's uh, interesting. Everyone's named after cards. It's bizarre, but uh, you know. It's yeah, it's something. like the old and like even then, it's a prequel. So and weird. Far, yeah, as far as my understanding, it it's a it's a, basically it's a lot of extra content that doesn't really determine, you know, your appreciation for the story. But nobody even gives a shit about the story anyway. Everybody yeah, considers no, no one. Ga- it it shows that no one gave a shit about that because it never even made it over here. Yeah, but I I don't know, man. I I personally as far as RPGs go in my taste, I mean, you're you're talking to a guy that stood up a girl on a date so that way he could play Final Fantasy 5 on his PlayStation and get a fucking blue mage job spell at the bottom of the ocean. And Well, like, that's commendable because it's Final Fantasy 5. It's awesome. <laughs> it's all right. I don't think it's aged very well, but like um, the PlayStation one hasn't. However, the Game Boy Advance one is impeccable. Yeah, I haven't played it. I, I don't it's know. It's great. No, they they took Final Fantasy V and gave it a good localization. So instead of yes at the end of every single battle, it actually it says you know victory or whatever. But uh, it's not nearly as hackneyed as the uh, the PlayStation One localization was. It was a terrible localization. 
Oh yeah, it was wasn't very good. I mean, I could I can only I would just assume that localization only does so much for the. I'm talking about just the core of the game itself. Oh no no, it's uh, like the core of the game. Like what's cool about the Game Boy Advance version is that it gives you like four, either four or eight new jobs. Uh, oh, which okay, is I can get behind sweet. that. Yeah, so and plus you know new new art assets and and of course it, you know the better written story. It actually a lot of it makes more sense now that it's written out better. Oh, butts! I might yeah. just. Well, it's actually Bart's. No, I whatever. I'm gonna call him Butts. I like I like Butts. Yeah, I know you like Butts. Mm. So, yeah. With that said, uh, Bravely Default is struggling to hook me. So, but you know, I I think I'm just coming into it with like a really jaded outlook, and like I was told, like even then, I I was I wasn't the only one that like was marred from their experience of the demo. It's weird. People either loved the demo or hated it. So I was told just keep playing the game, forget that you ever played the demo, and you'll like the, the you know the flow of gameplay way better. So I'm gonna do that, but that I'll talk about why I haven't done it yet. So I'm glad to hear you're enjoying it, man, because that was oh, yeah, definitely it's... one that you were looking forward to. Yes. Weirdly enough, Andrew stopped playing at the moment the real game came out. <laughs> yeah, I do that a lot. It's just funny, though, because, dude, you dumped, like, what, 20 hours into the demo? Yeah, I, I think it's because I got sick. I just think I got to get sick again, then I'll play a bunch of horrible <laughs> gaming. Get sick <laughs> I, I'm in bed. I can't really go or do anything else. I'm like, all right, well, I'm playing this now. <laughs> this is my life now. I think I, think mm, I yep. must have put in around uh, 20 to 30 hours into the one, into the actual game myself. So Nice, nice. Yeah, so my my guys are up around level thirty right now, I think. Ah, oh, Jesus. Well, um, what else have you been playing other than Bravely Default, sir? Uh, well, we had that uh, we had Halifax Scramble a couple. Uh, well, not this weekend past, but the weekend before. Did you guys do videos? Uh, I would have loved to see. Like there that. was there was a stream of the Raiden Fighters Jet uh, players. Nice. Just uh, sort of showing off what they could do. I think our top score was 46 million, which isn't bad. Um, but uh, isn't bad, he says. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's I'm, commendable. I'm, I'm still holding the number three spot at 56 million. So I'm coming after you, though. <laughs> you see, you saw my ranking. It was like I I got I was on the board. Yeah, it was a high number. But I was there. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been top three for three and a half years now. So. Crazy. Quick. If I get overtaken, who cares? But Sarah, quick. How much is 12600 yen? Like roughly? How much is like 12600 yen? You mean 126,000? No, 12600. 12,600. Yeah. That's that's 126 bucks. Thereabouts. That's a really good price, actually. On what? I'm sorry. I just. I did. Fuck it if I sounded unprofessional. But um, I just uh, found a link from somebody finding uh, Rac- Dracula X Rondo of Blood for that price complete. Like, you know, almost brand so new. So wait, are we talking PC Engine? or? Yeah, PC. Oh, that's not a bad price, yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad price at all. Not at all, yeah. Well, it's just average. It's about Taxes! Beep, 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 beep. Stop following Mark Man on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I'm following Mark Man on Twitter right now, and I actually... Um, that dude's my spirit guide. Yeah. He, he tells me how to live my life. Speaking of like online game prices, dude. Uh, I, I saw Magical how it shot Chase. up. Mm-hmm. Magical Chase is like twice as expensive now. I don't even get that. Yeah, shot up quick. I don't know how it got up there. It just well, sort it's of funny like, enough, 
took me by surprise. I'm like, huh? 400 bucks. Funny enough, I wasn't even on Instagram. Somebody just screenshotted his the like his post and sent it to me in text message. Fucking it looks What was that? Yeah, the Rondo of Blood. Yeah. Nice. Crazy. Nice, nice. Um, but anyway. Okay, so, so yeah, so anyways, Rock and Android uh was pretty awesome to us. They they basically sponsored our event. They uh, they sent over like four hundred bucks worth of games. Holy so crap. uh yeah, for our tournament, uh, the top three players got physical copies of like Siguri collection and Gundamonium collection, which is pretty sweet. Oh, good and, on uh, them. You know, That's cool. Um download codes for Bunny Must Die, Cloud Phobia, and uh Deadra Empty. Cloud Phobia being of course the uh twenty thirteen Bullet Heaven shmup of the year. So uh, that was pretty cool. We had like a little demo station with a PS3 and a PC uh, and a bunch of posters uh, showing off pretty much their entire catalog. Oh, nice. That was uh, that was really cool. And, uh, you know, we, we still have a few codes to give away maybe at another event. But uh, but yeah. Um, Wait, what do I got to do to win Bunny Must Die? Is it on Steam? <laughs> it is on. No, it's actually Desura. It's Desura. I think okay. I already have it. I don't remember if I already have it, but I remember if, it being fun. If you fun. want it, I can like gift it to you. It's pretty. Uh, but wait, no, I want to earn it. What do I got to earn it? <laughs> uh, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> All right, cool. Just tell me. You just need to figure what's going what's going on. But uh, basically, uh, Halifax Scramble was a ridiculous success. Like, I I did not have any clue that it would get as big as it actually did. We actually had sort of a mini indie alley. Uh, so we had like Zona Games come over. They they make Dec- Decimation X and Score Rush on XB uh, or Xbox Indie. And um, we also had another like local developer who was making his own thing called Splitra. So they were like demoing their junk and uh, um, Zona Games actually ran a separate tournament for their game, um, Score Rush. So that was pretty neat. And uh, yeah, basically so many people came out. It sort of, uh, sort of cemented our plans for the upcoming Halcon this year. So, uh, you know, uh, now that we've sort of garnered the interest, uh, a whole new Facebook page just sort of sprung up out of nowhere because of it. And, uh, there are new members just sort of joining up every day. Uh, so that was just like a resounding success. Uh, we had, of course, a bunch of, uh, imports to show off. Like, uh, the, the most popular game by far was actually Soku Grentai, which was also released to arcades, uh, and known as Terra Diver, I believe in North America. And uh, just sort of the the combination of 2D and 3D in that game, much like Radiant Silver Gun, sort of hooked everyone that was playing it. And it's made by Rising, so it's really tough. But uh, but a lot of people played it uh, very thoroughly. The number one game at the event, though, believe it or not, was actually Siguri X, the uh, the 2D fighting game slash shmup hybrid uh, that was constantly being played throughout the entire event. And uh, and it was it was pretty cool to see people just sort of. Uh, you know, matching themselves up with that game, uh, fighting fighting game style. So, uh, yeah, I'd say that it was a that it was a resounding success, and it'll it'll definitely happen again. Nice. So, uh, but uh, other stuff that I've been playing, uh, I have been playing that one game that I'm reviewing right now for the Vita. Uh, it's Sorcery Saga: Curse of the Great Curry God, I think is what it's called, and uh, yeah, it's a roguelike. I know that much. Um, I know that much. That's confident. Yeah. The rest of it that. is the the rest of it sort of uh it's really fucking ridiculous. So uh you'll have to wait until my review to 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 figure out exactly what that means. Like but it's Mugen Souls of, ridiculous. 
Uh, maybe worse. Ooh, ooh. Mm. Mm. It's uh, it's it's weird. It's it's bizarre. The whole premise is fucked up. So I remember who published that. Nis America or Atlas? It was Axis, I believe, that published that one. Axis. Yes, it was Axis. Yeah, um, Rising Star picked it up for Europe. So, uh, so yeah, that happened, and uh, I'm in the middle of it. So, tune back in for my results later. There we go. But don't get your hopes up too high. Don't get, <laughs> but yeah, just don't Please. expect a smile and a handshake. The, 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 peop- the people give. that have been stoked about this game, maybe you could uh, you could wait a bit until it goes on sale. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll figure that out when uh, we'll 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 cross the bridge when we get to it. Uh, I picked up a tablet lately. Oh, so you bought a tablet? Yeah, it's a uh, Asus MemoPad HD7, which you know it's it's not the most fancy tablet around. It's only a seven inch screen, but you know I'm kind of minimalist in what I have, so it suits me fine. It does have a quad core processor though, which isn't too bad. So, uh, you know, I download a bunch of stuff. Obviously, a ton of shmups. So stuff like uh, Icarus X, for example. I think there's one called like Air Battle or something like that, and it's got you know fancy 3D graphics, so it's able to push some polygons and junk. Yeah, um, I'm playing Icarus X myself actually on it my. Is not ooh, a, yeah, not a bad game, right? Yeah. It's not. Um, what was I gonna say? I've been playing a lot of Flappy Bird. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I managed to get it before it was pulled off and I uh, got up to 56 today. So I was really hoping we'd kind of like get through that press pause radio would never acknowledge Flavio Bird. It's fucking yeah, too late. Well, it I happened. can't, I, I can't uh, not acknowledge it. It's actually pretty clever in its design. It hooks you and it doesn't let you go. And then other people, you know, other people that are like, uh, that are playing it and you're like, yeah, I got 56, but they're like, huh, I got like 79. And you're like, shit, how am I going to get 79? See, and like, funny enough too. Like, I my little brother, my little brother is like the Rain Man of like Flappy Bird. <laughs> Fucking like this dude. I think his last score was like four hundred and something. Oh fuck off! Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. It was really. It was. It was a little much. But I'm just like at, at some point, like I would just fuck it. I would just wouldn't even push my thumb against the screen anymore i would just let that bird fall he was bound to fall anyway he just you just got to hit the bird in his baby toe and he just fucking comes flying off the screen but i just i don't understand because this game it's been on the market I, I i i don't i don't understand how it got big or why it got big but i mean what's done is done and like i want to have sympathy for the guy i i personally think he's a little bit uh, I, I want to say deceptive in how he went about things near near the end of this little saga because he wants to insist that he pulled the, the game off of the store just because he was A, sick of the attention, B, he was worried of the addictive properties that it had uh, and that he had to outline before anybody even came to the, like, the mere mention of asking him. It had nothing to do with any legality issues or infringement potential, uh, potential infringement contact. Like, you know, as far as a cease and desist from Nintendo and in regards to the not ripped assets, but diabolically near identical assets of those fucking pipes. Um, I, I don't know. And, like, again, when somebody's making over 50K a day, I, you know... I, I will say this though that probably like merits some truth to this whole thing. Like, if you go and you look at that dude's Twitter feed, like 
Teak damn near responded to just about fucking everyone that tweeted at him. Like, dude, that's what sapped your strength right there. Just don't. Just don't do it. Like, I I don't know. But it's weird because he'd be like, oh, uh," people would ask him, how often have you received death threats, you know, since the boom of your game? He's like, oh, a couple hundred a day. Just don't acknowledge it. Oh, that's just me. Andrew, have you even fucking played this game? What, Flappy Bird? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I downloaded it. I don't really play it. I just downloaded it because I knew it was going to get pulled. Um, no, because I, I, those kind of games would make me mad. <laughs> like, very, very mad. I love it, too, because, like, the one change that he made to, like, distinguish it differently as far as, you know, graphically is that he, he set it to where the colors of the birds would change so it isn't always yellow. And that uh, it, it would take place in different stage environments as far as the background. But that's pretty much it. I'd rather uh, play the Fallout Boy one, honestly. <laughs> you gotta play the Fallout Boy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That one's the better. That's clearly the better version. There, Jesus Christ. There are so many fucking Flappy All Bird. Clones. Mm-hmm. Like, there... And what's funny is that Flappy Bird in itself, I I personally think it's a clone. I'm playing it right now as we're talking. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> and yeah, it, it's a it's a fucking it's a clone of Fufu, which was on the Google App Market like years ago in 2010, I want to say. Incredibly, you know, astonishingly similar bird and design. Uh, instead of pipes, it was cacti. I mean, Flappy Bird in a sense, it's a clone game of sorts. And then just seeing like. Jesus, if you could like, there's one with Miley Cyrus now and Wrecking Balls. Like, oh, there, yeah, there. I I could honestly count that there's like a, a mean forty clones that I could I could safely say. I think there's actually it, it's got its own Tumblr now. Just 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 Flappy Bird clones. That tells you anything. I don't know, you know that that it, that's supposed to astonish you at all. But like, I I find it I find it weird that like a Tumblr can update. Uh, every other day of a new Flappy Bird clone or a discovered one, and it's already got it's already like twenty posts deep. So, I, I, I guess I'll just drop that URL in the fucking show notes. I mean, it's what I do. I will say this: that like the changing of the Flappy Bird colors uh, hasn't done a whole lot to really help its cause, even before the whole thing. When I guess he was trying to do something, be creative with it, because a red Flappy Bird just looks like a fucking cheap cheap. The fish in Mario Brothers. So it was even fun. It just made it look like Mario even more. So I don't know. But man, just the shit that this thing, that, that game already spawned. Like uh, somebody did like a motorized uh, game board version of Flappy Bird. There was that. Uh, I, I think there's, for, for the sake of comedy, like hundreds of smartphones destroyed. I don't know. It's weird. I, I'm kind of uh, what, what was that guy's name? Dong Nguyen, as the creator. Yeah, it's Dong Nguyen. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm kind of curious to see if he's gonna come back and develop because he's, he's got like tons of other games on the app market. But I don't know. It's just it's weird. Um, it's it's weird when video games get that trendy. Like you have no idea how many times I was asked about Flappy Bird. I can only assume everybody else was kind of giving you guys the same kind of treatment. Oh gosh, have you played it? I'm fucked, but I'm playing it right now. I'm done playing it. There, I closed out. Done. I put my phone down. Anyway. So that's it, huh? 
That's all that's been on your tablet. Just some Flappy Bird, some Icarus X. You can check out any of that game dev store or that Pizza Boy, man. I have not. I haven't checked out uh, the other one yet, uh, game dev store. I've, I've wanted to download it, but uh, there was another one that caught my attention instead. It was called, uh, was it Fist of, Fist of Awesome? Mm-hmm. Fist of Awesome is actually great. Uh, funny enough, get, uh, get Knights of Pen and Paper, too. While you're at it, yeah, uh, and that's Maybe. also great. Fist of Awesome will get really repetitive, just so you. It know. will, but I mean, you know, games for men with beards <laughs> is yeah. the tagline, so that's not too bad. Um, can't think of much else I've been playing though. Uh, obviously, you know, the Bravely Default, but uh, what else? Not much. Okay, well, laid back. Go. Wait, what? Uh, pretty laid back. Pretty it's, laid uh, back indeed. All right. Yeah, more or less, yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, hmm. Okay. What have I been playing? Well, uh, I'm currently reviewing it. I've been super top, top secret seas on the game, but I've been playing Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. And I really like it. And And I hate all the decisions. Well, not all, but a lot of the decisions that Nintendo made with it. Like, I, and I and I don't know if you guys heard heard about this, but this game almost you does not use the gamepad at all. You don't have to use the gamepad. There, the screen isn't even lit. There isn't even anything on the screen when you play this fucking game. The only thing it does to really use the gamepad is if you can play it entirely off of the gamepad. If you're doing like single player play, which is absolutely it's like it's it's astronomically insulting. Like, this is a co-op game. It's a co-op-ass game. Mm. Why why would you not just take advantage of, like, one player gets their screen and the other player gets the TV screen? Like, there, I'm not even a game designer. I'm just <laughs> you, there. And, yeah, and you just fixed it. <laughs> I just fixed it. Like, mm-hmm. why the fuck? I, and, it, and, they're the, and they're the ones that fucking push that goddamn gamepad so much. And then they're like, oh, well, people don't like it as much, so we're going to not use it for the one game that we actually should use it for. It just it boggles my fucking brain, dude. Like, there's other cool stuff that they can use for it. Like, that's just a lazy one that I came up with. But just the fact that, like, really the Wii U hasn't seen, like... Like, you know what they did do that with? Rayman Legends. And you uh, know... Try, try playing Rayman Legends with that kind of shit on the new systems, Xbox One, PS4. It's awful! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awful. The Wii U made it work, and it's fun. But yeah. for some fucking reason, like I, I, I just I don't know. I don't know. It's infuriating. Mm-hmm. I, but it's it's a, actually it's a really, really fun game. I it's really well designed. The difficulty curve gets fucking pretty gnar, but it's. Beautiful. It's absolutely stunning. Like it, it kind of reminds me of like that graphical push between Donkey Kong Country and Donkey Kong Country Two on the SNES, and like what they did with it, and and just like all the the different playstyles. Like you know, at first with Donkey Kong Country Returns, it was nice and it was you know, if anything, it, it was it was charming and familiar between Diddy and Donkey and, and the new stuff they added there. But now when they throw in Dixie and Cranky and the way they operate and, and the you know combination, it was really fun. 
If anything, I think the the only other big complaint th- that I'm I'm also having with it is that the combinations are all they're all hinged on Donkey. It's always going to be Donkey and Diddy, Donkey and Dixie, or Donkey and Cranky. You you can't mix any of the others up with you know themselves. Which I mean, I guess, but I I could see it work. Like just imagining you know Dixie Kong and Cranky Kong between fucking pogo sticking and helicoptering, like. I, I think it would probably break the game because a lot of the, the stage design elements would be exploited. But something like that would be awesome. I, I would love to see like DLC, which they can do. The DLC that they've done with Pikmin 3 has been great so far. But yeah, it it fucking boggles my mind. Like I, I've actually had really fun a lot of fun with it. It's it's really it's it's amazingly designed and it pulls you in. It's it's like you know, for everybody who talks shit, aka Sunken Treasures are, like, the only ones I can think of that talk shit on Donkey Kong Country, and fuck them, still. Um, <laughs> you know, for all the shit that gets talked on it, it it does a lot to really, like, it uses all these familiar platforming tropes, and it and it still kept me on my toes. I really enjoyed it. It had it has a nice balance and everything. It's hard, though. It gets hard as shit, like, near the end. Like, even, like, I would say for platforming veterans hard. Like, I, I would say at one point, uh, I could compare the platform and difficulty to like something like V V V V V V, like you know, and I'm not fucking around. Or you have to win the game, like little obstacles like that that will actually like kill you on quite a few times when you're you're putting in all your effort. Like I haven't, you know what I mean? I haven't really come across like that something like that Nintendo wise that was enjoyable. I mean, I think the last thing I came across like that was New Super Luigi U, and that that game was just horseshit. Like, you know, so I'm enjoying it. I'll have a review out shortly. But yeah, no fucking gamepad support. Like, it's just, it's fucking ridiculous. I don't know. I, 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 I haven't even, okay, I use my gamepad to like boot it up and then I just picked up a Wii U Pro controller. So I've just been using that. It's weird. It's weird not feeling any desire. Okay, this is how weird it is. Mm. Ninja Gaiden 3. Like the the Ninja Gaiden three version that I reviewed way back and whatnot, I enjoy playing that more than I do with the Wii U Pro controller on the gamepad because it uses the gamepad. That uses the gamepad. It actually does it really well too. It's fun. How how is that something? How is that a sentence that came out of my mouth? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. that we can acknowledge. So I don't know. That's the only reason why they made the Pro Controller because they figured people aren't going to want to play games with this gamepad. We're going to have to make something else. Make it look like a 360 controller. All right, got it. I, you know, I don't know, man. It, I, I'm, I'm currently still holding out for like, uh, like I, I really don't want Mario Kart 8 to just use the fucking screen as a, as a horn. I really hope that you know we get surprised. I mean, shit, we just learned last week Titanfall is going to have monsters in it. Something, just fucking something. <laughs> but yeah, so far it, the Wii U is breaking my heart, but I still really like the system. I'm excited for uh, NES remakes too. Hey, that's some news we didn't touch on. Little Mac, he's coming to fucking smash. Mm. Good. Oh, what do you mean? Mm. I don't know. I mean, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of excited about him being in Smash, but I just I really want him to think outside of the box for the last few characters. But I, I don't. I know they won't. It's I know they won't. Mac. How is that? Little not? Mac seems like the obvious choice, right? I mean, I mean, I, I, when I say thinking outside the box, like I just, 
like just obscure ass Nintendo characters, like the most obscure you could possibly imagine. But I know they won't do it. It I just think, it'd I be think different. they've already kind of did that. At, at, like I think okay, hold on. They can get Balloon Fighter. They can get that dude who just floats around on balloons to be a character. But then what would he do? Just float? How would he yeah. lose? Balloon attacks. Balloon attacks. There we go. I, you know, they're 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 it's that. Or or they get that guy from like 3D World Runner that was just like a big rip off from Space Harrier. I mean, it, it, there's only so much obscure that they can really do. But yeah, if anything, I mean, they they could have like more third party cameos because so far, um, Mega Man was confirmed. Uh, was Son- it Sonic ret- confirmed returning? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure Sonic was in it. Yeah, yeah, Sonic's confirmed. Mega Man. Uh, fuck. Who else was like the big reveal? I don't know. And even then, not, like not third party, but like, OK, we fit trainer. That is pretty goddamn ex- uh, obscure. I will say like we fit trainer is pretty hilarious. Yeah, I, w- <laughs> I think at one point, could we expect like the duck hunt dog? I'll lose my shit if the oh, duck God. hunt dog <laughs> gets thrown That'd in. be amazing. The original <laughs> mascot. Yeah, I yes. would. I would that, that I would main that thing. Oh, <laughs> be outstanding. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, we'd have to just for for old time's sake. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Nostalgia. Yeah, but not, not for Nintendo, but for our show. Yeah, for our show, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but shit, man. Like, I, I'm still pretty excited. If anything, the only worries that I really have towards Little Mac, to be perfectly honest, is his ability set. Um, and you know what's funny is his his trailer kind of accidentally leaks something else. I think Final Smashes are returning, which I don't really care for. I don't like them. Hmm. Yeah, but like. He's got I like this. Like, well, I, I, I like to have the trailer. They show like how he can't like how they're kind of like nerfing the, you know, grabbing on ledges and, and, and saving yourself by grabbing on ledges and stuff like that. Like they're kind of nerfing that now where like he he doesn't have he doesn't have an ability to like pop up and grab a ledge if he's fallen. You know how most characters have like that that attack they can pull off to get to a ledge like he can't do it. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's kind of cool because it shows that they're really doing a lot more balancing in this to where like you're not going to easily just do like an upper like you know like like a like a up like, up yeah, yeah like a up attack and then grab ledge like it's not going to work that way like it's not that easy now yeah so, and like, like they used to he's like the balrog of smash brothers yeah and it's cool because he actually like they showed in his trailer like he will actually you know like kind of like like a fighting game like cancel he'll like uh like dash like almost like in street fighter how you dash ultra like through a fireball to avoid getting the damage from it. Like he can like dash like around enemies. Like they'll go for an attack. He can dash through it like a punch through it. Like it's very fighting game. Like 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 street fire fighting game in terms of his mechanics. It, it's kind of interesting. He's but also it's got like, a charge like, punch that does an yeah, instant he, KO. He is he is a Balrog. He's like a Balrog in, in Smash. That's exactly what it is. Um, I will say this though. Um, speaking of which, yeah, like the, the whole dynamic between uh. Uh, cliff hogging they changed it like now more than one person can grab onto a cliff mm. yeah that's also crazy so you can't like that was a defense maneuver that people would use like instead of like you know they'd hang onto the cliff and then just climb immediately back on if somebody else was launched right behind them they'd hang onto the cliff so that way if the cliff was like their only bastion of hope there's somebody already occupying it so they can't climb onto it therefore they fall to their death apparently that technique's kind of been exploited even in pro play like between that and L canceling, so it, it's really weird. Like, have you guys checked out Project M yet? 
Smash Brothers Brawl Project M. It's really fucking good. I, I think I think I could probably enjoy like that. That is the best way to satiate any appetite uh, for honestly Smash Brothers Wii U slash 3DS because that, that is also the worst tentative title. Just fucking call it something. <laughs> um, like it, it, like they've even made like logos for it. I I I hope that's like the full title for it on both versions. Super Smash yeah, Brothers slash 3DS on the Wii U version. Fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. Um, but anyway, yeah, just like all the tweaks and balances that they've added, uh, just between like Samus's charge and uh, even with Mewtwo, and they added Mewtwo. They added characters to Brawl. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they do a lot, but like I and, and it's, it's easy. I think setting up Project M is like one of the easiest. Like it. It's surprisingly weird, like how easy it is to set up a mod like that for a Wii game, no less, and and completely get around it, and even do it on your Wii U because it's all dependent on like the game reading shit on your uh, SD card. Which... Are you still doing like a Twilight hack for it to go? Or no, no you don't have to. Oh, there's no good. mods required for your system. That's good. You can play it right out of the box. Hmm. So I don't know. I I haven't got a chance to really touch on that yet and talk to you guys about it, but it, I mean it's brawl. It's it's a, it's honestly. It's it's like Smash Brothers if Capcom like did something with it just because they, they just take all the elements that were cool from Brawl and like and all the elements from Melee and it's it's basically it's basically Brawl in a Melee form but they take some cool elements from Brawl. I think the biggest thing that like most people fucking despised about Smash Brothers Brawl was tripping like the fact that you could just randomly trip and there's like absolutely no rhyme or reason to it and that's completely removed and that's also not making a return like fucking people hated it that much i mm-hmm. still don't understand why it was a thing to begin with so mm. but anyway yeah I, I just hope they get a fucking date for that thing eventually like they have not even set a date yet have they uh not that i can find uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like I, I assumed it will be out this year, but they just will not set a date. And it sucks. Like we just got a date for Mario Kart, so you know, I, I'm 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 kind of excited to see that. But I everyone's fucking waiting for Smash. Like whoever hasn't bought a Wii U yet, they're waiting because they want Smash. And and I, I, yeah, it's funny because like there are people that are like kind of debating if they should still get a Wii U because now Smash is coming out to 3DS and everybody's got a I, 3DS. I don't think it'll be good on 3DS. I just like it's so weird for me to think of a fighting game on 3DS. But I know Street Fighter was good on it. It's just I I just can't see myself doing that. Uh. What if it is? Like what if that that would be kind of nuts? Uh, mm. What's in like Mario Kart's big thing right now is the Koopa Kids. <laughs> like the, oh, really? the Koopa Kids. Yeah, like all all eight of the Koopa Kids are gonna be racers, which is like holy shit. Like. I don't know how big the roster is supposed to be, but it's supposed to be the biggest Mario Kart. Like, and I think the one thing that really excites me is that they're taking elements from Mario Kart seven and taking elements from double dash. But like the double dash mechanic is absent, of course, but like they're, they're using that between vehicles. There's like the, like the assortment of fucking vehicles alone between bikes, carts, crafts, and like, and then everything being equipped with its own hang glider mm. is also yeah uh, it's also a thing too <laughs> but anyway um yeah what date is that coming out on uh mario kart it's, it's may i'm pretty sure it's may but i don't know the official like date in may i just know that's the month they're saying it's coming out so 
some look forward to, I guess. <laughs> Let's see, though. Um, there is actually, and it's it's funny too, because uh, I I recall that you said you you only have two Wii U games so far. You have Super Mario 3D World. I know that's one of them, and I'm pretty sure the other one's Wind Waker. Yeah, uh, although I I think I'll probably pick up Wonderful 101. Yeah, it's I, like I, thirty I, bucks now. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad now. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll probably want to get that. Uh, yeah, there's just not a whole lot that I'm really super interested in. I mean, maybe Donkey Kong, but I just I've never been a DK fan. I mean, it's just, good. Yeah, uh, I might check. Uh, it out. You know what's funny too is a uh, not a Wii U exclusive, but I picked it up on Wii U because it's on sale. Um, I uh, grabbed Pac-Man and the Ghostly Adventures. And wow, it's fun, but is it really like suggestive and not for kids? And it's too suggestive. Like when you're when your main character's catchphrase is "I'm gonna chomp you," uh, or "I'm gonna chomp on you," uh-huh. um, yeah, or like "Watch out or get eaten." Mm. Uh, mm, it's just the way he says it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's actually kind of fun. I, I like it. And what's really cool is that they um it's wow, it's really weird because, you know, again, the the fucking Wii U is totally capable of recreating Pac-Man versus, in my opinion, one of the best GameCube games ever. We, like it was it's weird just how good that game is. And they have all the tools. It is really good, yeah. Yeah. And they have all the tools to do it with a gamepad. But the multiplayer in Pac-Man in the Ghostly Adventures is that um, basically everybody plays as the ghosts. And it, you're, it basically everybody tries to catch Pac-Man. And uh, everybody loses if they can't catch him. But basically the winner is the one who's able to eat him. <laughs> and it's weird because like, uh, it's, uh, it's, it, everything's played in a, in a really shitty third person. Like uh, siphon filter slash SOCOM third person or in first person. It's it, I don't know it's it's a really weird direction to go with the multiplayer, but it's kind of fun. But it's a, it's a it's a decent platformer. Now, uh, my shit, like my shit lately, has definitely been Trigger Happy Havoc Danganronpa. Uh, such a weird title. It's such a weird fucking game, mm-hmm. and it's ridiculous because it it it. it, 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 it so it takes all the like visual novel pastiches of like fucking Ace Attorney. And like trauma center, even in some weird ways, like just the things that it has you do, and it it, it it's it's still a very like it's a visual novel ass visual novel. It's an adventure game. I I would full fledged call it an adventure game, which goes in our topic um, because there's a lot of pointing and clicking and observing and doing. But essentially, the the premise is is that. Uh, you've been invited to basically come to this high school that's famous for uh, basically, you know, uh, only the best of the best, the, the cream of the crop of, of students and the best in their fields and specialties get to go to this school. And you got the chance to, you know, get to be a lucky one there. And what it eventually, eventually reveals itself to be is this plot that's basically controlled by this evil mastermind who uses a uh, accomplice that's the avatar of a bear that's half white and half black and very <laughs> evil looking half black and his name is Monokuma and essentially like basically puts the premise to where all these students will have to li- like they're cut off completely from the outside world 
completely cut off and uh because they're cut off they're they're un- they have to follow rules uh they also if they disobey the rules they will get killed um essentially they're locked in there and the only way they can escape is if they kill one another and get away with it which in this case if they kill one another and get away with it every because it basically comes to a democracy vote like they have a trial and then everybody who guessed wrong uh will get killed and the person who got away with it will get to go because it's like saw every room even the bathrooms are all under surveillance so like the bear knows who actually did it so Mm -hmm. i've already gotten through my second trial and it's fucking ridiculous because like again you you think it sounds like a ripoff of ace attorney but it it's not because like they use all these different mechanics to make it really different and almost overcomplicate things, but it's still really awesome. Like you use the whole thing. Basically your, 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 your clicking icon is like the mouse you would say is, is a, is a cursor. It's an aiming cursor, like a a gun reticle. And when you're shooting down contradictions, kind of like you would in Ace Attorney, you're shooting bullets. So the, the confession, basically the uh, testimonies and, and the debates they're all done in this crazy, like, montage, like, Battlestar Earth-ass perspective montages, and where they're all, like, flying text, like, Windows 95 screensaver status. So, yeah, like, yeah. they're not text, they, they, like, fly out of nowhere, and there's certain text that, like, are highlighted that those are the ones you have to nail down and contradict with the evidence, which you use in the form of a bullet. So... Not only do you have to, like, you, you catch that, like, you have to go through the concept, the mechanic of finding the right, uh, like, you know, uh, the contradictive statement. You actually, it's gamey. You have to aim your fucking yeah. gun and shoot it, and you can fuck up and actually shoot uh, misleading words that will also crosshair over it. So you get different skills, like the ability to slow down, like, get bullet time and actually slow uh-huh. the statements down. You yeah, get yeah. different abilities, and there's these different games that, like, go about in the trial, and you do that from the visual novel adventure aspect, where you, like, in between all this that's happening, uh, when you get to know these students, and try to get to know them and try to, you know, try to survive without, you know, go, basically go on without having another murder happen. Um, you, you know, you buy them gifts, and you spend time with them, and if you do that you learn skills that you can then equip and basically get special perks and abilities um, during the trial. And see, like, you can, just like Ace Attorney, I mean, like, failing, like, that's the one thing I kind of wish it did, and they, and it's in the Japanese version. It's actually not in the American version. But, like, if you fail a trial, like, it, it's a perma-fail. Like, you gotta... Yeah, it should, it should be game over. It's sounding... By the way that the the way the rules are, like if you did fail, it should be game over. Yeah, but like it's like it's game over, and then you start the trial over. I mean, back, perma yeah, failure, like restarted. you're dead. Like you got to start the game over. All over. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of I, but apparently there's gonna be DLC where they release that as the hardest mode, and like mm-hmm. the hardest mode too is fucking ridiculous because like there'll be more of the contra like the 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 proxy statements they'll fuck up the contradictive statements they'll fly faster. Uh, yeah. Your focus gauge, it gives you these special abilities. I mean, and there's different mini games too. Like when you're debating with somebody and like pretty much like they refuse to acknowledge like that they've been caught up in a lie and that they, you know, this makes them look like a suspect. They'll actually like just lose their shit and start screaming at you. And then the the game basically turns into a rhythm game where you have to keep up a demo. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God. Yeah, but- and you do like pat upon rhythm beats 
to knock down their arguments with evidence. And then, like, your closing argument is they set up everything like a manga, like right to left, and you choose panels, and you're supposed to fill in the right panels, so that way you can piece along the entire closing argument. This is why you did it, because this is what happened all the way up to when they killed the person. So it's 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 engrossing, and like, like the characters. Sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it, it sounds just like another installment in Japan, the video game. Yeah, it's fucking. But even the characters, like there's a, an incredibly manly ass looking manly woman who's like a karate master. Like it looks like a man wearing like the sailor outfit, like like you know, or the school uniform, like you know, like a Sailor Moon school uniform. It looks like I'm like a man <laughs> wearing it, but apparently she's a woman. Uh, then they've got like the standard like bow. I don't fucking remember the name of the game. Uh, the like the stereotype for like a biker gang. It starts with a bow, something with a pompadour and everything. They've got. I mean, so they've got like some cheesy archetypes, but the actual. Uh, and what's funny is they make allusions to nine nine nine. But if you like the characterization and like the different types of people and and like watching people like in dismay like freak out over the shit ass situation they're in from 999 um then you'll really love Danganronpa. I think if yeah. if anything Dong- it, it's Danganronpa is like really really dark but it's really humorous too. Like it like 999 didn't have really any black it was humor. just dark. It was just dark <laughs> like yeah. holy fucking shit people like and it's brute and all like that. It was really graphic. Yeah, like it's for, 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 for a DS game, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, dude, but even then, like, just like entrails were out and everything. Yeah. Uh, Rope is not that graphic. In fact, the blood That's... is neon pink. See, and I know there's an anime for it too, yes. which I'm not. I've seen like the you know screenshots. Do not of, but watch I'm not the anime player. if you want to play Let's the game. Spoil it. Yeah, the anime okay. is a, a direct adaption of the game. Oh, um, gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, because like. I, I think the game will just probably sell on just aesthetic alone. Like, cause it, it kind of just like, just looking at it, I was like, okay, this is like nine, nine, nine meets persona meets Phoenix, Wright Kind of. Well, I thought it was just a dating simulator too, but like, I mean, you're really like, there's no like romance. Isn't like a thing that affects mechanics or anything, but getting to know people and like getting to know people won't change. Like what's said in the trial. The only mm-hmm. thing that getting to know people will do is like give you skills that I guess technically in a way will affect how the trials go. Mm-hmm. Um, because like I learned vocabulary as a skill because I learned vocabulary. Um, I basically get to use two sets of arguments now. And um, I, I have a wider range of hitbox around the flying words. Um, so there's a lot of different stuff. And then like, you know, <sighs> It's a bit simplistic there, but the story is really what sells it. And then these little mechanics alone, like you can't just go into it like, you know, being an ace attorney veteran and be like, oh, whatever. Like it demand it's some real shit. Like there's one point where there's a mechanic to where like there's a bullet of evidence that isn't the actual thing that you have to use. But you have to turn around somebody's like argument on them because it's a contradiction entirely uh, involving something they said from a previous argument. So basically what you do is you copy what one statement and then it'll become your bullet will become that statement that you then shoot it against another. It's fucking weird. Mm. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I personally, uh, I'm, I'm like hooked. I'm really hooked. Um, there's one, like the thing is, uh, 
I don't know. There, I think it's a, a bit insensitive in certain areas. Like, because it's really forward thinking. It's forward thinking for race and all that. Uh, gender roles aren't the best in the game. Like, I understand that you take gender roles with a, like a grain of salt with anything Japanese. But like, even for it being Japanese, it's like, I don't know. It's a little eh. But what, it's really good. And like the sequel for it is coming out. It's already out. And you know what's even weirder is that these were originally PSP games. So, I don't know. They look really? great on the Vita. Yeah. I, I, I never once saw that. Yeah, here in the States at all? Or was it always no, just... No, it's Japanese. Yeah, uh, yeah Japan. Okay. That Japan. makes sense. Yeah. Round, yeah. round one. Why? <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah, I recommend... Like, I think it's 40 bucks. And it's... it, Dude, it's a good it 40 is, yeah. bucks. It's a good 40 bucks. Like, I really dig it. And, like, it's demented, man. Like, there are po- like that bear, the Monokuma, like, that antagonist, like... I, I think alone, like, just makes it worth it because, like, they, they write him out and, like, the voice actor that does him, it's, like, he gets so silly and he laughs and he's like, oh, but murder is just so exciting! And then he'll get straight real dark and he's just like, despair. Despair <laughs> is all you have to look forward to. Yeah, and it does a crazy close-up on his face. Yeah, just, like, and all that. And then, like, like all the religious philosophies and anecdotes and like the meaning, like just, just like all the psychology towards like the, the meaninglessness of life and like how, like it, it, it's a, it's a very mature game in like, in all these aspects. Like I really like it. It's just the one thing that I have problem with is like that part of the story, as I mentioned, like, and, and again, Japan, but like they've done a lot of things that have been forward thinking and really awesome. So I don't know. And it's not even, and that's the thing. Um, when like they do sexualize it, it's hilarious because it's done. I think it's done to where it's not offensive because one of the students there is like a, a rip on like you know otaku and video game fans. Yeah, yeah. Right. but he um he talks about how like he fantasizes about like you know he's he t- he's he his his ultimate gift is he's the ultimate fanfic writer by the way. But <laughs> totally use it like he's like Deadpool with the video game references too. Just like whatever you may say. I shall tell you right now, it won't do a dent against my HP. But a new challenger approaches. Like, he's just fucking silly. But the whole time, he makes a loot. Like, the game's very adult. Because, essentially, he he talks about how he pleasures himself to 2D. And he can't do 3D. So, I'm just like, (laughs) okay, he's talking about hentai. Um, Hilarious. Yeah, it's the writing. It's really good. I don't know. I really like it. Uh, Again, really silly-ass game. Like, Japan, the video game, silly, but it's really fun. Like, I think that this game will appeal to everyone, and it's def- it's it's a must-own for the Vita. Like, I'm really, really liking it. It's easy to play, too. Like, you get hooked. Like, this is a game that'll hook any of you guys. I, I, could, I could even see myself doing a games club of this, but I'd rather do 999, because 999... That's just some serious shit. And then like those endings though. Hmm, oh god. Over. And Virtual's uh Virtual's Last Escape or Zero's Last es- what is it? Virtue's Last es- uh Last Escape. Virtu- yeah. Yeah. Zero's I, Escape Virtue's Last Reward. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, re- that one, that one, yeah. I really, yeah. really, really wanna like I can't I have it waiting on my Vita, just taunting me. Just like you can play me. You can play me, but I can't because I haven't beaten 999, and it's absolutely... Yeah. And, like, the saddest part is you have to get all the endings yes. of 999. Yeah, you don't beat it just once. You beat it nine times. <laughs> yeah, I I don't... Who's, I ain't got no time for that. I know. I beat it once, and that's all I've gotten so far. That's, I, think it's I haven't even done that. Yeah, I've yet to I, play I, it, but I've got I a copy. Mm-hmm. One of these uh, days is going to happen. One of these days. 
we'll all do it together. Yeah, I would, fuck, I would love to do that. Lightning Returns, real quick, has been like the other game, other than Titanfall, that's been com- and Donkey Kong, that's been commanding, and it's it's really well done. Just building the ensembles and then the mechanics. Uh, basically, it takes all the sweet mechanics of um, Final Fantasy Thirteen as far as staggering and then like basically queuing up attacks and paradigm shifts. Uh, it does that, and it completely like like it, it just pumps it full of like game roids. Like, because at some point, like, the paradigm shifting that you did in 13 was completely your own will, and you did it strategically. I mean, it's frenetic in Lightning Returns, because at every point that you use an attack or an action, like, under one uh, ensemble, as, like, they call it, or criteria. I don't don't remember exactly what the name is. Basically, with anything that you're playing dress-up with, with Lightning, um... It'll use up the bar to the point where it's all the way down to the, like, you can't use it anymore. Like, you cannot stick with one job consistently and be effective. You ha- you're you constantly switching. So, the, the what's the really awesome appeal about it is just finding a combination that works with you. And, like, you know, uh, most people who bought it early are able to get, um, you know, the cloud, the, the first, soldier first class. Uh, I actually, I couldn't help myself when I bought it, and I think I'm getting through the game remarkably well. Because here's the thing, uh, as far as I could tell, there's no way to, like, level up or anything. You just find equipment and you strengthen equipment, which becomes part of your ensemble, and that's that's pretty much it. But they had a downloadable content ensemble of Laura Croft. Yeah. And yeah, and I couldn't help myself. I bought that. <laughs> uh and then I got that and then I got Cloud and I I am just straight like I'm a I'm a beater. I'm a beat downer. Just like straight fucking Oh my god. Like I wouldn't I I I I'm just damage dealing constantly. And like Cloud's like the Cloud ensemble for lightning comes with the heavy slash move that was uh Cloud's limit break. It it does stupid amounts of damage. Nice. Like I've been able to five star battles just because I always like You're use just knocking them out before. Knock, but I'm doing that at the end. Like basically, Laura, if I use if you use that with the the, the default savior, it, the 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 magic attacks and then the uh, the the crossbow that she uses and her she has a crowbar as an attack. They basically help between doing magic and physical chaining fast. So I, I just basically chained between those two jobs until I've staggered the enemy. And then I just I just fucking murder them with that heavy slash move when I'm on the cloud ensemble. So I've technically slightly broken the game so far, but I'm still enjoying it. Like, I, I, I just it's very engrossing to just constantly run around and jump and do, you know, just run around this map. And they're big open worlds like Final Fantasy 13, too. Um, and just like all the like all the micromanaging of the quests and to do them. uh as silly as some of them may be considering like a lot of the point of the game is it's, you know, you're, you're trying to, you're, you're essentially playing the role of Noah. Uh, it's a reimagining of Noah's Ark where you're just preparing for the end of the world. So you're doing all these quests and you're trying to rally up as many people as possible. So that way God can make a, the new world. That's essentially the premise of lightning returns. Um, which again, it, it's really weird. Like all of these aloof details from like the end of the second one become incredibly big deals in the third one like that's the one thing i didn't like about it story-wise but it's fun like as sad as it sounds to say i mean if you guys really want to play final fantasy 13 and just try it i definitely recommend the first game i would say the second game is really skippable like it's great 
but like they re- I mean if anything they'll reference a lot that happened in the in that game but they do a good job summarizing everything that was important from yeah. it and they'll even use cutscenes from the games and like do them like like anime style like flashbacks hmm. like you almost don't even have to play any of the other 13 games. You could just play like yeah, like turns. I, I remember them saying that you could actually jump right in and it would be, you know, you'd still enjoy it and not feel lost. There's not a lot of other games that can do that. So, I mean, that's good that you have that option. But I think for just the sake of getting the whole story, you know, experiencing it, like I, I've played, you know, quite a bit of 13 lately and I really enjoy it. I I don't really mind the linearity of 13. Like, I actually enjoy it. I actually prefer my RPGs to be linear. Like, I don't like having open-world aspects in games that just gives me too many options to, you know, get lost in it. I just want I want the story to be told to me as I'm playing. So, like, I probably would play through 13, skip 13 too, and then just play 13 Lightning Returns. I think that's probably the way I'm actually going to do it, honestly. Well, I don't know. I... Personally, me, um, I I recommend it. I I would even recommend it for jaded ass J- uh, Sarah. I almost called it Jer. Jaded ass Jer. <laughs> jaded yeah. Sarah is now Jer. Jer. <laughs> no, it's no, not, not gonna not happen. All right. Oh shit! Now we now we have, now we have to make it happen. Uh, oh wait, Jer is not gonna happen, or Lightning Returns being played lightning, by you is not gonna happen. Lightning Returns is not gonna happen. Not so until it's Jer? like not until it's like twenty bucks. Which, so he can call you yeah. Jer. Uh, <laughs> He'd prefer it. Sh- sure, go, go yeah. for it. Yeah, I'll be your Jer. Nice, I like it. Good. So that was games, right? Yeah. No. But, okay. Games. Just w- what's really like turned you off? Even though I've told you that like this could be the one thirteen game you could actually enjoy, and you don't even have to. You can pretend the others didn't even exist. It doesn't even matter to me because like it requires the other two to really be played eh, poquito like <laughs> a, a little bit so, i mean the other ones are great i think you should play them just because eh, they're good games nah, but. nah like i mean 13 held me for maybe i don't know 10 hours but i couldn't deal with any more of that forget it hmm well, I just like grinding, just grindy ass grind grind <laughs> G games. Well, that's the thing. This, grinders. Yeah, hey, this, you got your grinder all over my grinder. Grind yeah, but this. this ain't a grindy game. That's weird. Like, like I said, I don't, I don't, I don't think you level up. You just pick up ensembles, and it's still fun. Uh oh. If I can't grind, I don't know if I'll play it. <laughs> Shit. Hmm. So we'll yeah, see. I don't know. I'll eventually get to it. Eventually. It's not. It's not looking good for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, we'll see. I, it's it's getting to get pretty. Don't, don't don't worry. Don't worry, Jer. One day it'll happen. <laughs> yeah, one day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I I think we can get into uh to select feedback now. As we want we want to get that out of the way real quick. Sure. sure. <laughs> don't don't everybody jump at once, Jesus. Nope. Yeah, I know. people have to say well this one comes from jay uh he actually wrote this as a comment on the post and uh 
It has to do with the the, the Gone Home Games Club. So let's let's go ahead and read. I I honestly barely read it, um, so this I'll be able to give it my full critique right away. I haven't I haven't prepared an answer, so be that as it might sound me like an asshole, I I, I don't care. Anyway, um, I have a response to something George said in the podcast. This isn't meant to be an attack on George's opinion. They generally aren't. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. yeah, we'll see exactly. Um, just an opposing viewpoint based on my personal experience. In the podcast, George talks about how, in his opinion... Oh, shit. Well, I don't think we can really read this question, because what if people didn't play Gone Home? We could just really just spoil it. Yeah, yeah that's All a right. good point. Okay. Do we, should <laughs> we throw a spoiler room? Yeah. Should, eh. should we put a spoiler warning? <laughs> Just All right. be safe. All right, so this question, by the way, is a is a spoiler-filled question if you haven't played Gone Home. All right, so I'll start over. I have a response to something George said in the podcast. This isn't meant to be an attack on George's opinion, just an opposing viewpoint based on my personal experience in the podcast. George talks about how, in his opinion, the reaction of Sam's parents to her coming out is not based on her age, but rather her gender, claiming that if she were male... She would have, uh, they would have accepted this. Which, by the way, I didn't say that. I said it would have been easier to swallow. Like, they would have just told her they were, like, when you accept something, well, I, I guess if you say something's wrong, you're not really accepting it, but at least you're not denying it. I don't know. But anyway, uh, I've never seen that occur with a boy around that age, but I have seen the opposite occur. I have a cousin currently in his late 20s who is openly gay. When he came out, the reaction of his mother and father were exactly the same as that of Sam's parents. Had he been a full adult when he came out, they would have probably respected his life choices to, to the same extent you would uh, expect from Sam's parents to if she had been an adult. But my cousin was 13. He continued to hear the same excuses of you'll meet the right girl from age 13 until off he went to college and got his degree, moved to New York City for work, and cut himself off from his parents entirely. That's what it took. So yeah, really, I just wanted to give my input. I think Sam's parents react regardless of gender and would have treated her the same if she were a boy coming out. Good episode, though, and uh, great as always, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. I, I still I mean, think I, that the I, gender... I, I, I don't know. I still agree, because I, I feel like it had that been told, um, the story of a boy that, you know, met another boy, and, and it was a son instead of a daughter, like, I, I think it would play the exact same way. Um, I think it's more about that, you know, that discovery that, you know... And really, it is kind of a lot about, you know, going against what everyone else wants for you and, you know, not deciding what you want for yourself. Um, and and I, I think that's kind of a sad thing about especially that age, like how he had mentioned, you know, at 13, they thought they were just confused, you know, just maybe just doing things and not really thinking it through, you know, just, just kind of going with it. And like, well, it'll pass. It's a fad. You know, it's it's, it's just, a, you know, it's, it's something kids do and they'll they'll get over it. You know, and that's kind of a sad thing because, I mean, I know when I was a kid, I did do stupid stuff that I grew out of. But, you know, these kind of life choices aren't something that you just, you know, do and then decide, okay, well, I've grown out of that now. You know, or maybe you do. Maybe you experiment and then it's just you decide it's not for you. Like, I just, but that's a decision that you make. That's not something that someone can say that's not important or that's not, you know, something that. You know, you like, we, we we think you'll grow out of it, or you, you'll probably come around. You know, and you'll you'll kind of just see the light. You know, it's just it, it's a really weird situation, um, and I, I feel bad that people have to go through that. That they have to kind of be, you know, 
there, there's some things that kids should be kind of criticized about, like the decisions and choices they make. Just really stupid stuff. Not not something like this, you know. Oh. Well, I I. I but how old is like... Sam though? Sam, Sam is kind of older in the game. She's seventeen, yeah. right? Yeah, she's seventeen. She's so... going to turn like eighteen. Yeah, but, like... but even even if she were younger, I mean, I think everything else would still apply, of course. True. I I just still think there's like some sort of like I still feel like there's some sort of quality to it that just makes it all the more stingy. Uh. Fucking goddamn it! Sorry, just... did you did you just say stingy? <laughs> I just did. People say... will hate you, George, if you're too stingy. <laughs> I realized at the moment I finished saying it. Son of a bitch. Anyway, <laughs> uh, people will be a little bit more reactive <laughs> to Show it. Show me just... some fancy action. <laughs> Stop it! All right, all right. Anyway, uh, that that because Sam's a woman, there's different elements that kind of make it a bit more brutal. I I think age definitely has to do with it too. But even then, like. I don't. I don't know. I feel like either way, like they're not trying to scare her straight or anything like that. They're just straight telling her, like, "Shut up, you're not." I well, think yeah, it, just just kind of like just outright know, denying it. Oh, blowing it off. Yeah, completely like not giving it any kind of credibility. Just saying, "Oh, you, you don't know what you're talking about." I, I still. I think it can go either way, but I feel like the context of Gone Home uh, suggested more that it was stronger because she was a girl. But I completely agree with you, Jay, that, at, you know, in real people life, that, like, uh, <laughs> I mean, it could, and you can interpret that in a gone home, too. It's just yeah. that, it, it, you know, age can definitely be a factor. So, I don't know. What do you think, Sarah? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, when you're when you're not quite of age and you're just sort of still growing up, even if it's really near the end of growing up. Uh, it's really easy to sort of be dismissive about issues like that. Uh, even though, I mean, people can mature at different rates, right? Like when I was younger, I was, for the lack of better words, wise beyond my years. But uh, but yeah, I mean, to, to simply dismiss choices that are made like Sam's would kind of be... I, I don't know. I, I think uh, it would be hard for me to... To sort of uh, like associate a, a certain quality to it. Well, not even that. It would be hard for me personally to demit, to dismiss something like that because everyone is so vastly different from everyone else. You know, like I, who am I to say that it's that is how you you do or do not feel? I I guess like if I were in that situation and I had you know made that decision and choice for my life, I'd almost be more upset if my parents were dismissive and just act like it didn't. You know. It didn't phase them, didn't bother them. Like, I actually want them to be mad more than dismissive. Because if they're dismissive, they make it seem like it's not, like, it's not even real. Like, they just completely just, like, blow it off as nothing. Like, I'd rather be them be upset and pissed off at me about it and mad because then it is real. And it's real enough to the point where they're pissed about it because it's, you know, something they don't agree with. I think being dismissive is almost more, uh, God God forbid, you know, I don't want to say this to offend anyone, but... Personally, I would be more upset if they were dismissive and not like pissed off and upset just because I, I, I feel like, you know, that would hurt more. But I say that from a place of ignorance because I you know have never been in that situation. You know, had I been, I'm sure maybe it'd be a different story altogether. But that's just how I would see it. And maybe that's why, you know, Sam was really upset because they just blew it off like it was nothing. Like maybe she wanted and you can kind of tell she wanted to rebel. She kind of wanted it to be like more like, no, this is what it is. You know, you're going to have to deal with that. 
you know, the, the, the magazines, all that stuff was like them rebelling, saying you have to deal with this, you have to acknowledge this. You know, you can't just simply ignore this anymore. I, and see, personally, with me, like like I said, I, I really feel like a lot of those, the, the magazines, like the zines and the Heavens to Betsy, you know, all, all the different cultures that they represented, like, had, had some, like, they, Riot Girl. I mean, they had Riot Girl roots with them. But, but either way, I mean, I, I, I guess I would be more than happy to close my response with, it can happen either way, but I really feel like the the intent that was trying to be portrayed in that particular scenario uh, was more remnanted, uh, rooted uh, within the feminine perspective. But who knows? It could definitely be a perspective of age, too. I mean, either way, parents will just... They're, they're always quick to tell their fucking kids they're dumb about anything if, like, if they need to. It's just parents. But um, we have another question here from Angelica. And... Uh, I actually really like it. I think it's one of the coolest questions we've got recently. So I've got a question for everyone that's on the show, and it's more or less inspired by Sarah and James. These guys are really negative about certain very famous franchises like Mario and Zelda, and they've voiced continually that they wouldn't mind seeing them completely get killed off. I don't know how serious they are about it, but it got me to thinking, if you had to choose... Which game series would you want to end entirely and stop being a thing? And which one did you think doesn't get any more attention and gets... Uh, uh, hold on. Her grammar is really awful here. Sorry, Angelica. <laughs> <laughs> um, which one would you like to see brought back into the light? I mean, I'm sure Sarah's got plenty of games that he wished more people would pay attention to. And I picture James bringing up some weird Western RPG. Thanks. I'd love to hear what you guys say on the next show. All right. Well... First off, I didn't say destroy or kill off series entirely. I said retire. Ob- ob- obliterate. So, like, you, you can re- <laughs> like, you, you can't can, kill a horse. You have to destroy a horse. Yeah. You can, yeah. <laughs> you can retire a series and bring it back out of retirement when enough time has passed, right? That's kind of how it, it's done in a lot of movies. Uh, but, um, but, yeah, I think uh, if I could see one series just completely get taken out i think it would have to be mario i'm kind of i'm kind of done with that series it there's not much more you can do he's gone to space twice what more can you do with that mm-hmm. um like oh super mario universe now you can like walk on galaxies whole galaxies so i, I don't know I, I can't see mario going anywhere that he hasn't gone already but have you played 3D World? I could I could agree with you, especially with like you, Super needs, Mario Brothers U. Who needs to? Who needs to? Super Mario 64 already exists. Oh, stop that. That's no, you can't say that. It's totally different. I can totally yeah, say that. But honestly, like even I don't like these games most of the time, and I still think 3D World's a, a, a good Mario experience. It's just it's a fun video game, regardless of who the character is. Like I think you could put almost any character into that game and it's still fun to play. It just it just so happens to have Mario in it. I think it's the only like circumstance that Mario just happens to be in it. But you could put any other character in that game; it'd still be fun to play. Yeah, but barring the cat suit, it's just the same thing as Mario 3D Land that was on the 3DS earlier. It's just uh, a reskinning yet again. Multiplayer play that's really fun. Oh, whoop de doo! <laughs> Come on, the uh, multiplayer James, aspect James, is James. James is about as cynical as it comes when it comes to Nintendo franchises, and even he likes 3D World. Yeah, well, it still doesn't matter. I think Mario is the one to go. 
Now okay. to bring something back? Uh, I'd have to think of that one. Uh, I'll get back to you in a second. What about um, you guys? I got, I got one right away that I think should die. And here's the thing. I'll say this because it should die because unlike Mario, which although people get tired of Mario and they're fatigued with Mario, you still can't deny that they're good games. Just as a video game, it is good. That, you know, I mean, it might be boring because it's just Mario again. It's a reskinning or it's a re imagining of a similar type of game it's still a fun game to play what they should kill off and what they haven't made a good game of in a long time is sonic sonic should just be done there you go that's a good one <laughs> like they, they have they made a good sonic game the last good sonic game i played was um the bioware rpg on ds and it wasn't even a sonic game it just happened to have sonic characters you know it was just a bioware rpg Allegedly, um, episode four is all right. Episode four is or, okay. Sonic four, you mean? Well, yeah. Episode yeah, Sonic one four. And two, yeah, yeah. Those are those are good. So is Lost World. I really like Lost World. I think the the games before it, like even Generations, is okay. Unleashed is garbage. Yeah. Um, I okay. Colors is okay. No, uh, I don't like colors. Uh, That's why I said it's just okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it could have been so much better. Honestly, Lost Worlds I think is good now. Um, the whole like, let's put on some tape. And yeah, and, and 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 like get longer legs. Like, oh my god, like this is gonna be horrible. <laughs> like, and at least like with the older Sonic games when they were coming out with a new one, they're like, oh, this has promise. This looks like it might be old school Sonic. This just says fuck you. As soon as you see it, you're like, oh shit. <laughs> like, what are they doing? <laughs> I, I just I don't I, you know, but it's a Wii U exclusive franchise, and it and they've like gone Sega's gone on to like elucidate, especially for the hardcore Sonic fans. Like, hey, this is a spinoff. This is not with the direction where this is a different direction we're taking with Sonic, and we're still continuing what we're doing with Sonic. But I don't even know what they're doing with Sonic. Like the the DLC levels that they've done with Lost Worlds are really fun, and then they released a patch for Lost Worlds that. Uh, actually kind of fucks up a glitch that I really hated within movement that I cited in my review. I mean, that says something. Because, you know, to be honest, it's really... And again, a lot of people gave me shit about this in my review, but it's true, and then they've come to realize it. It's it's really weird that you're playing a modern Sonic game, and the 3D parts are awesome, and the 2D parts are terrible. That's the only thing that sucks about Lost World. The one thing that as Sonic is never really quite fucked up they fucked up in that game <laughs> so it had to be them though it had to be them yeah but um, like i don't know but like i think sonic should go and i wouldn't be sad i'd be like well it, it, they've been they've been trying to do that and trying to make it right again for a long time and it's like you, eventually you just have to say okay enough's enough like just stop um but i don't want to be cynical I'm, I'm not that kind of person anyone that knows me knows that i like to give everyone a fair shake regardless of the company or the system that's on less to yeah um but <laughs> let's talk about a game i'd like to bring back um i and this is inspired by the ali ali that i know george has played a bunch and i've been playing a little bit here and there i've um, almost five starred every level i there i'm having some i'm having a hard run at some of these later levels are I'll you at the military base yes the last part the base. Military base yeah the last part like the last level before you get to like the sweet ass neon city like yeah looks badass but i got I'm, i have to be a completionist i have to get like all of this stuff done like every objective i have to get done and it's that, it's that alone to, to me like 
That has been the majority of what I put. I, I, it's so funny because I haven't even really like talked talked about Ollie, Ollie. But like Ollie, Ollie is my favorite video game of the year. It's it's absolutely incredible. Like it, if anybody remember playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater on the Game Boy Color, and like how weird it was. Imagine them taking that concept and like running the fuck wild with it, but using like skate, like the EA yeah, franchise the, skate the analog, the analog stuff. Yeah, yeah, the flicking stuff. Um, but it's done so well. Well, that's that's the whole reason why I brought that up is like I would like to see a Tony Hawk game again, a, a, a good Tony Hawk game. Like I even started playing some of the HD remake, and although it's kind of clunky, it's awful. like and awful, it, it's still like man, I miss Tony Hawk games. Like, I, I miss playing this and, and, you know, doing all these, you know, tricks and the soundtrack and just fucking everything about the Tony Hawk games that we used to love. It's like, I would love to see. And I like skateboarding games. Like, I'm, I like the skate series, even though, like, after two, I feel like it just kind of, you know. Yeah, after three, kind of, like, three was done and they're like, oh, I don't want to do yeah. this anymore. Yeah, well, I mean, after two, I don't think they should have did a three. I think three just kind of fell apart. But, um, but one and two, I think were really solid. I, you and know, all, and, and, and all the Tony Hawk games up to like Project Eight, because I really like Project Eight because you could do like the slow mo, like flip the board however way you want when you're doing tricks. Like I really got into that mechanic a lot. Um, and then after that, I think American Wastelands where I kind of gave up. Um, but I used to love the Tony Hawk games like Underground and um, you know, of course, the originals on PS One. Uh, yeah, just I would I would really like to see. I, I think they've actually kind of hinted at Tony Hawk. Basically, said they're working on a new one. So I'm but dude, he's good. But he's he's got so many. Hold on, can you guys hear my cat? Yeah, cat's going crazy. Crash, on crash! Come on, come on, buddy. Hey, hey! Oh, but no, no, no. He's, yeah, he's fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, fuck myself up. <laughs> All right, looks like you're gonna join me for uh, podcast recording. Nice. All right, anyway, uh, it's okay, buddy. Hey, everybody, guys. It's oh wow, we can get really interactive with this. Everybody, help me comfort my cat. Are you ready? Sure. Name is Crash. Shh, mm. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> shut your mouth. Uh, <laughs> Hi, cat. What's up, cat? Oh, he's okay now. He's in my lap. But anyway, calm down, cat. Um, yeah, just because like I think the one of the more novel Tony Hawk games that I remember being really awesome, and then it's like they completely lost sight of what made it awesome was Tony Hawk Underground, and then. By the time Underground 2 and American Wasteland and Project 8, like Project 8 especially, like, I don't know. I, what was the one after 8? It was... Um, American Wasteland. No, 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 no. 8 was like one of the more recent ones before they did Tony Hawk Shred or like the one where you use like, like a fucking uh, plastic skateboard. Downhill Jam or something? No, that's, that's the Wii though. one. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, American Wasteland was after Project 8. No, American Wasteland was a 360 launch title. Like Are you I sure I promise you it came out around the same time that Gun did. It has a pink cover. Pink and black cover. Okay. Yeah, maybe you're right. Okay. Hold on. We're gonna yeah. look this up right now because um Alright, while well, you look that up. Yeah, um to me, like, I don't know. I, oh, I would like Proving Ground. That's what Proving it is. Ground was the one okay. Yeah. And I oh yeah, and I do have Proving Ground, and it's good. Um it comes it goes back to a lot of those older elements, but like, I, I don't feel like there's a lot more they can do with it, but, like, I don't know, maybe I personally want to see Ollie Ollie expand into something more, but I don't know. It's weird. Maybe just skateboard games. Just come see skateboard games come back and try to do something good with it. And also, I don't care what anyone says, I want Rock Band back. 
I know, I know it will never happen. I know Harmonics yeah, do know. anything, but I, I, I like playing Rock Band, guys. I like, really like playing Rock Band, too. I would like it to come back. Or even, fuck, I'll even... Or Guitar Hero. Or I, Guitar I Hero. Well, yeah, I'll, I was going to take the bullet for all of this and be the first to um, say it. I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. I, 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 fuck it if I don't know why I'm saying it, but I would like to see it. Definitely not Rock Band for me, but I would get behind Guitar Hero again. Just and just with a guitar, and no other instruments. Exactly, because yeah. I mean, I played with the rock band drum set, and that's a piece of garbage. Mm. Like, especially compared to what I've got now, I'd never be able to go back to it. No way. Hmm. So, um, you know, I it's really weird because I feel like my answer for it would be really obvious, but there's like another. You're gonna say Shenmue, so we might as well just no, oh. like Shen Shenmue. Like, of course, I want that to happen. Like again, that's that's super obvious. But yeah, Shenmue three, and and, it, and the fact that it got trademarked and there's some weird shit going on with Sony right now is making me feel pretty confident that it's probably gonna be a, a like a surprise PS4 exclusive. Which I you guys can hate on it all you want, but just just from the the shit around it alone, that's gonna that's gonna hype some sale for the PS4. Um. No, I was actually gonna say DDR. I like DDR games to come back. I like the DDR a lot. Yeah. I was. It would be cool if it didn't depend on a dance mat. Well, then it wouldn't be DDR. It would just be. Um... Let's dance. Yeah. Or just exactly. just dance. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, I don't want like Dance Central or Just Dance. I want like a DDR pad. I kind of want it to go back to basics and like I, I understand that like. You know the peripheral of that pad may be dumb and whatnot, but I, I don't know. I, 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 I like the idea of something like that just coming back. Uh, that I was in like it was it was a great franchise. I personally really really enjoyed it. Um, now I'm trying not to be like really really obscure, um, but if you're asking me for like a franchise that I think could be redone. Or brought back in some capacity. Um, there's actually one that I really, really, really dig, um, and I've never—I don't think I've ever really talked about it on this show because it's like one of the things I—I've really crazy emulated, and I still have to get the English patch for it. But I really liked playing what I could understand of it, and I actually uh, bought it for my uh, PlayStation. Uh, again, though, I, I just have no way to fucking understand it. It's it's one of one of the horrible motivations uh, that like are, is trying to fuel me into learning the Japanese language, and that's Police Knots. Um, hmm, that's a good one. Yeah, I really like Police Knots. I think if there's anything to mind, because everybody taught like there's this uh, point-and-click steampunk adventure game that looks really awesome right now that's out on Kickstarter, and I swear to you, just because not only are there people from Snatcher. But, like, the fact that it takes a lot of inspiration from Snatcher is the reason why it's getting crazy funded right now. And, like, Snatcher's great and all, but I really feel like Snatcher is just, like, uh, it's a part of the Metal Gear universe. It, it like, it, a lot of it, it, it has to do with Metal Gear in some way. It's a, it's a spiritual, like, it's, it's the unofficial Metal Gear game to me. And, you know, I kind of want to see something done with Police Knots. I really like the story and everything by it. Uh, there's... Like, a lot of old nostalgic qualities to it from old anime, like, ranging from Outlaw Star, even Cowboy Bebop. You know, that just that, that sci-fi 
uh, that sci-fi take on, on basically counting, uh, catching criminals and just like, you know, anime sensibilities from that time. I, I would like, I don't know. I, I just, I would want them to keep all that shit. I don't want them to westernize police knots because then we get like starship troopers. Fuck that. I, I want like Japanese ass police knots. Um, but I don't know. That's just me. Uh, as far as a franchise that I'm willing to retire, uh, I'll fuck it. I'll catch all the heat for this. I don't care. I'm just so done with Call of Duty. They're, it's done. It's done. Like military. I'm not. I, I, here's the bad part. Military shooters. Totally okay with mili- Battlefield. Totally okay with Battlefield. The Direction Titanfall. I don't have a beef with shooters. I don't know why people think I hate on shooters. I like shooters. I don't like Call of Duty. It, it's the same shit. It, it barely like the the difference alone between Black Ops Two. Uh, and, and then what was done with Modern Warfare 3 and then what ghosts none significantly smaller each iteration it's it's the guitar hero of military shooters even though we just talked about how we'd like guitar hero back I, I'll go with you Sarah retire Call of Duty bring it back when we can give a shit about it again and you know I understand that doesn't always work because they tried that with Medal of Honor and we all know how that went but I'm just done with Call of Duty. I'm just done. And even then, Battlefield Medal of Honor was a uh, was a victim of Call of Duty itself, though. I mean, I'm sure if it was, if 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 it wasn't launched so closely to Call of Duty or resembled it so much, uh, I think it might have done a little better. Because as a game, I mean, it's it's fine. It's all. I don't even right. think it's that good of a as a game, though. Like I don't know. You know what? You know what we haven't seen in a while that disappeared. Mercenaries. Whatever the fuck. What happened to mercenaries? Oh yeah, no. The second game sucked. Uh, I thought it was all right. It was just first, that first, uh, game, first game kicked a lot of ass. Second game, not so much. Maybe it was still, it was still okay. It was just that the uh, developer shuttered. Uh, mm, yeah, that's true maybe, too. maybe it's like uh, yeah. I was about to say, what about like Red Faction and Crackdown? The fact that, dude, do you guys hear that there might be a new Crackdown coming out to Xbox One? One that actually oh, might yeah, be good. Yeah. <laughs> And not like some Willy Wonka ass game, but so uh, so like, what you're saying is that uh, one one or two out of three is uh, is going to be the uh, the score for good to bad, or has there never been a good Crackdown game? No, one is great. Two yeah. is like what what happened? Yeah, see, I think that's what you were getting at. So yeah. yeah, so three will hopefully be good. Hopefully, yeah. But Call of Duty, pull, pull a meatloaf, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm, get that sirloin. I want sirloin. Yeah. Fuck that meatloaf. I want. I want the good shit. The ribeye. Mm. And I can't. I can't even go mm, anymore. It goes against my diet. I already feel like I'm cheating on my diet. Just fan it. Like still go along with this fucking goof. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I'm. I'm. I'm over that. Uh. And then Andrew picked Sonic, and then you brought back. Yeah. I. I, I want police knots or mercenaries. I actually really like mercenaries. What about you, Sarah? <sighs> what should I, what, what would I want to get? What, what would I want to bring back? It's kind of hard to say. Like, I mean, gut reaction. I'd like. I'd love to see a new Twinbee game, but I saw what they did with their last installment in '97, and I don't know that it could really evolve beyond that, and definitely not in a good way. So I'd leave that one lie. Uh, it's a good one. Oh, I, I don't got know. one. I got one. Can I? Can I pick for you? I think you'll like it. What? What are you gonna say? Oh, Blaster Master! Oh no, 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 no! They they've sequelized that and it's garbage. 
Oh, I really liked it. Yeah, there, there was like one on well. there was one on Genesis. It was terrible. I like the Genesis one. I also like the PlayStation one too. No, no, they're terrible. Awful. All right, <laughs> this is where I stay quiet. Then you guys. <laughs> ah, I had one, but what? Uh, which one was it? I was thinking of this, but then I got sidetracked with that whole Call of Duty stuff. Hmm, what to bring back? Ah, what was I thinking of? What was it? It's uh, right on the top, tip of my tongue. The silence works amazingly well for us. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I was about to go in there. Um, wait, can we can we do like uh? Well, we can't do charades because you're talking. Can we? Yeah, yeah it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, what? Nothing. We're just gonna try to guess. <laughs> oh, I know. Breath of Fire. I de- I want to decent breath of fire game they they did bring it back they ruined yeah. it yeah i know that's what i'm trying to say decent breath of fire game like yeah they brought it back into a, into a social a, gaming like, app mobile app yeah no i want like on a console even if it was like breath of fire 5 because breath of fire 5 is probably my favorite ps2 game hmm. you know what i would like oh i completely forgot about it and it's actually been shuttered uh, well, I don't know if Shuttered or put on uh, temporary hold. Um, Grandia. I want Grandia to come back. And they were working on a yeah. Grandia MMO. And it, uh, I don't think I'd go for an MMO, but if they made like a Grandia 4, I'd, I'd get on board with that. Grandia Extreme 2. Ooh, you know what they really should bring back? Mm-hmm. Mega Man is what they should bring <laughs> back. <laughs> I, I, they are. It's called <laughs> Mighty Number no. 9. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. have you seen some of the and new stuff a, that KG... A... That's as close as we're going to get, so I'll take it. Yeah, have you seen some of the stuff that KG... Like, he's already released his own proto-man. Um, he's he's already done plenty... Of, like, at this point, I've just accepted that, like, Mighty Number no. 9 is, uh, is, like, this generation's Mega Man. So, it's whatever. Yeah, I can't really think of anything else other than being an asshole and saying, like, ironic suggestions like... Battle Arena Toshinden! Yeah! Let's bring no. that one back! <laughs> I would uh, for, say, like, uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but they did that, too. Yeah. Just came and, out, and, like, in Japan. And you know what's really uh, awesome? And there's a new D game coming out, like, on Xbox. What? Yeah, you really? didn't know about that? Yeah. No. There's a new D game that's going to come out. That, dude, that was, like, before the Xbox One launched. That's cool. Yeah, there, so there you go. So, I mean, we're kind of hitting that point now where, like, it's it's easy to come, like, shit, man, like, a couple years ago, we had a fucking Rocket Knight game come out. Like, it... I mean, if it was successful at some point, it'll come back sooner or later. That's why I'm pretty sure um, we'll see a Star Tropics. I would love to see a Star Tropics on the Wii U. Fuck you, Shane Bettenhouse, and I want that game back. I want, I want it come back hard, hard and strong, strong hard. All right. Well, there. That was. I hope we answered your question, Angelica. Um, you know. And I hope we're able to address that. There was another email, but just for the sake of time, you know, we'll go ahead and save that for the next show. If you liked what you listened to, um, then you could, re, you know, write, send back to us our correspondence. You could do uh, uh, also write in how creepy that last part was that you just said. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. For you got really close to that, Mike. You got all up in it. I sure did. You uh, invaded its privacy. So four six nine PPR talk is for voicemail. We need some voicemails, guys. I I I used to love 
all the voicemails we used to get to keep, bring that back. I mean, it's really weird. I know that people don't call on phones anymore. That's uh, that it's it's all about them emails and text messages. But come on, you know you can hear our voice. We'd 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 be more than happy to hear yours. Come on, it's us. It's us, guys. It's us. Come on, just get for it. And then of course you can reach us at mailbag at pressposrito.com. Again, mailbag at pressposrito.com or do like Jay did and just fucking comment on our show and we'll respond. I mean, somebody, Jesus, I think his name was Ian. Uh, ask what music we use for one of the other shows a little bit. And I, it took a little bit to respond, but I, I replied almost everything, unless you're an asshole. But yeah, generally, or, or, or a spam bot, which I or, usually have to check and, and delete. So if you if you type about a watch or a pair of Nikes, I'm going to delete you just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to think you're a spam bot. You're so, even, even if your Nikes have watches on them, we don't care. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. yeah still still going to delete you. Still going to do it. So just so you're aware. But anyway. Uh, that was select feedback. Let's get into feature topic. Let's point towards that direction and go on an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> You know what one of my first world problems is? You know, I bet you it's probably paying too much money for your PC games. Absolutely. I mean, between spending nickels to the quarter on my humble bundles and just, God, getting getting games like within the click of a button, it's just not enough. It's ridiculous. Like, I want to play games, but I don't want to pay so much. I just wish there was an easier way. I know. If I just If only. I just, I just kind of wish that there was something that respected the green that was in my wallet you know well, i don't have a lot of green in my wallet i think i heard about something like this though it, it, there is something isn't there stealing games piracy no that's not no no that's heresy what, what do i do uh i think sarah's talking about green man gaming yeah uh-huh. green man gaming that's them as a bunch or of hams is it a guy or is it one he used to be a drinking game rule, but essentially he's taken. <laughs> Who is the green man? Well, he's definitely not the great kazoo. He is in- instead. He's a fabulous bloke who, along with his team of cohorts, managed to take incredibly awesome deals and put them up for your favorite platform of choice, whether it be Gamersgate or Steam, preferably Steam. They go and they discount these games and provide annual discounts. And right now. Just for clicking the link on this show post, you guys can get 10% off the upcoming release of Thief. Remember Thief? Isn't, isn't that going to be exciting? Well, hey, Dayruna loved Thief on the original Xbox, so why should this be any worse? I know, right? And you can get it for 10% off. 10% cheap. off within the click of a button. It and just came out, and you're getting it for cheap. And not only that, you can pre-buy it 
and you can trade it back in because unlike Steam or any other digital vending service, you can't trade in games. Green Man Gaming will take your vouchers that you purchase on your Green Man account and recycle it into credit that you can use towards new games. Remember that thing? What do they call it? Trading games for, for less? Isn't that, a, isn't that a thing they do? That's, That's not on the PC, is it? I thought I didn't think it was. It's fucking it is now. Wow. Check it out. Right now, if you guys take advantage of it, 10% off of Thief. More deals to come. Just, you know, be sure to go ahead and check out our posts. Every podcast will have a new deal out for you because of Green Man Gaming. Buy, buy PC games the smart way. Stop living in that world where you gotta pay full price. Just, just stop. Just go green. You know you want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean it, I love all you guys. We share such a click together, you know. Yeah. We. Oh I, God, I, you're still doing it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I can't. I can't really. Do, Sarah, you go ahead and finish this off. Epic joke. Yeah, that's about right. All right, that's about it. Oh, okay. I was expecting a pun, but we'll take that. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. sure you're wondering what happened with that. So. Uh, uh, so you had to ask for it. Didn't yeah, you? I did. It happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, there. See, I repeated it just for uh, for for fucking clarity's sake. Turning my volume down right now. <laughs> <laughs> Slowly unplugging my headset, Good walking volume. away. Um, yeah. So point and click games, man. Remember when those just went away for a long time, and now they're it's it's really like we're. I want to say that we're still enjoying a a you know, a healthy renaissance of them. And, mm-hmm. you know, arguably, I would like to say that, like, Danganronpa, for example, is a Japanese adventure game. Like, I I kind of see the lines between visual novel and adventure game se- severely blurred. Because at points, you're going to have to, you know, pick items, make decisions, and use contextual clues. Like, if I don't pick the certain amount of shit, or the... Like, that's the one thing, like, unlike... Uh, or wait, no, Phoenix Wright does that too. But like, I have to get all the clues. It will not let me miss a clue. If I if I don't get all the clues, the trial doesn't start. So I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, in its own way, those are adventure games. I mean, there is just a period of time between like, I don't know, late 90s to right now, even, that those just went away. I mean, we're now seeing these on consoles, guys, between uh, Anamita Games, you know, Telltale, and, and shit, just like all the stuff that Nis America is bringing over. I mean, like, what made it so popular again? I don't know. I, I feel like I'm kind of in an interesting situation or an interesting position because I didn't play the adventure games of old. I didn't I didn't go with the originals or the ones that are revered now, like, uh, you know, the, the LucasArts games or, uh, you know, the actual game that was point and clicks you played on the PC. Like, I started playing adventure games kind of more recently, you know, like um, with the Sam and Max games. And, and, you know, of course, now with, you know, Telltale doing all these other things with Walking Dead, uh, you know, Broken Age coming out more recently. Um, you know, the game I mentioned a little bit earlier and uh, what's in your console, The Raven, like that's an old school adventure game. You know, it's 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 about as old school adventure as you can possibly get, like down to like the really bad, you know, uh, graphics like PC style graphics and, and 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 that game and just to kind of give a little bit of a spoiler to the review 
it doesn't play well with the controller. Like that kind of game you have to play on, on a PC. It's so old school adventure game that you really need to point and click. Playing with the analog controls or playing on a controller does not do it any kind of justice at all. Um, but you know, I, I'm experiencing a lot of this stuff for the first time now. So if I do play something like a Broken Age, which is made by you know the people that were kind of in the forefront of, of adventure games in the '90s. Um, you know, that's my first experience with it. You know, I didn't really play stuff like Grim Fandango or, um, you know, the Monkey Island games or anything like that, really. Like, this is kind of my exposure to it is what recently has been coming out, this resurgence of adventure games. Um, So I'm kind of interested to hear, like, what did I miss out on or is the stuff that we're seeing now as close to the original stuff or is there a difference? Like, you know, because I only know what's out now. I think what it was and why adventure games took a break, mm-hmm. it really has to do with the format that like helped pro- propagate it in the first place. Because let's let's think about it. So, one of the biggest point and click adventure games that that people think of uh, uh, in in terms of consoles uh, for its time and something that helped kind of bridge that gap to where you know uh, adventure games didn't just have to be a PC fair was missed. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When Mist came out on, I would 3D. say that uh, that Mist is probably the first example of like the modern adventure game. Yeah, it, it it really, and even then, it was like like you can play that fucking game on an, an Atari Jaguar CD, and like you would still enjoy it. Like there's well, there's a, I don't know if you want to, but you know, so you I've got it on Saturn, but. <laughs> yeah, you can play it on Saturn. I mean, it's it's still good. God damn it. Anyway, I mean, I, I it's not like. You could play it on the Super Nintendo and you'd be fine. No, you'd, you'd have to play yeah. it on some disc. Bay. You, like, you know what's weird? It's not on Sega CD that I think. That is weird, isn't it? No, I don't think it is. No, it's, it's uh, not. It's only on, it's 32-bit end up. Yeah, so, you know, it, it it's kind of like um, in, in the early 2000s, like during that generation and going up to the last generation, there was this huge focus put on console gaming. Like console gaming was pretty much trumping PC gaming majority. In fact, I think the one thing that helped bring PC gaming back into relevance was Half-Life 2 and Steam. Like, to be honest, I mean, other than that, like, hardly anything was coming out, like, other than World of Warcraft. I mean, shit, just the, the Halo 2 version, uh, the, the PC version. I mean, PC was just like, it was its weird little niche. And now, I mean, it's. I wouldn't say it's a it's a clear dividend, but it's. It, I would. I don't know if it's generous to say half and half, but it's a general. It's a giant majority of video gaming in in the in the current generation, even the last generation. And I think with that resurgence, kind of brought back with it, like adventure games. Like remember when people played these? Because again, it, it, and it made that transition a console <laughs> because it used like a it used a combination of you know, moral systems and choices that we've, we've all loved to talk about. It uses that in conjunction. Wow. Dude, my cat is super going at it again. Hold on. Shh, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, anyway. Um, I'm, I got to clean out. He, he scratches himself so hard and I need to clip his claws. Um, but anyway, I'll, I'll actually do that as we record because i'm a multitasker so um but yeah i mean you didn't really 
it, it, it when PC gaming kind of became obscure, so did adventure games. I mean, you saw a lot of the exceptions, like. I think exceptions rule, and you know they're exceptions and they're good. I don't think they're you know they're bad in their own right. But uh, Broken Sword, and even then they brought back a lot of the classic Broken Sword games. Actually, for like uh, I remember there was a Broken Sword collection for the Wii, mm. uh, but there was a Broken Sword game on the Xbox, like the original Xbox. And then you guys remember Siberia, right? Siberia, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then Dreamfall. I mean, these games, they, they, it never really went away. I want to say that the spotlight went away from them for a good while. And then it came back and it came back strong. And it came back strong because of Telltale. And Telltale did this with licensed properties, like well known properties. Like Sam and Max was like their their breaking point, like or their their breakway into into in getting into it. Then from Sam and Max, uh, they dabbled a bit in uh Back to the Future. And then from Back to the Future they did Jurassic Park and Ruined Lives. And then, <laughs> and then afterwards they got they turned right back around and then like you know Jurassic Park still like getting you know that that taste in their mouths. Um, they uh, they did Walking Dead, and then that that was a game changer. I mean, even then, like Tim Schafer, you know, is famous just for you know his notoriety of Grim Fandango and Day of the Tentacle and Maniac Mansion, but like. Even then, those games were always, like, cult classics. They've gone from, like, cult classics to just classics. It, it's it's just... I, it, it only took a matter of, like, the licensing, the, the subject material. And, and that's the thing. See, like, there's a point that you made earlier, uh, Andrew, in regards to Mario, like, 3D World. Like, you're basically saying that 3D World could have been anything. Hell, if you played 3D World as Sonic... And he played just like the way it did. You would still really enjoy it, am I right? Yeah, I think I would. I think I would. Yeah. <laughs> I love you, know, you know, I really don't like Sonic. I think I'd still enjoy it if it had that same kind of mechanics. It's not a fight. It's it's it's. It, hold on, I'm going somewhere. With this you can't really right. say that with like adventure games. I mean, uh, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I okay. Well, the okay. So for example, The Walking Dead. I mean, we don't think about like the mechanics of like shit. You have to make a decision. It's either do or die. We don't think about like the stage design or the brilliant little quirks involving like, oh, you got to you got to use this item during this point or you got to like, you know, tropes of, you know, uh, adventure games. We think about the story, but more or less just the overall world, the license of The Walking Dead. And that's because yeah. it's able to pull off what it's trying to sell. Mm-hmm. No, I agree, because like I- I'm kind of finding this in an adventure game I'm playing now that I mentioned earlier, like as a game the mechanics and the things that you do in the game i i i'm very displeased like i i don't enjoy it like it's not fun for me to play it but i do appreciate this you know sense of i'm solving a mystery i'm putting the pieces together to figure out who did what um i'm learning the characters i'm trying to see if there's like a fault or a tell you know something in their psyche or something in their demeanor that's you know saying okay something's not right with this person. What is it? Like, how am I going to piece this together to figure out if they did it or not? Like, why are they not telling me? And I think in adventure games, you get that, like you put the pieces together. Um, you know, you are kind of solving a mystery when you play an adventure game. And I appreciate that. I appreciate how like it's, you know, the mechanics aren't really all that great, but I'm, I'm, I'm figuring this out. I'm putting things together, you know, and, and you kind of, you feel kind of brilliant when you figure it out, when you 
do it the right way or you have the combination of things needed to solve this like specific puzzle and you didn't get help you didn't get a clue like you feel kind of awesome when you do that um and i don't really feel that way with stuff that telltale does like the walking dead wolf among us um you know those kind of games i don't feel like you're really solving anything you're not really putting a lot of stuff together you know it almost feels like it's an interactive storybook like you're choosing decisions and choices that are going to impact the story and kind of it's like a choose your own adventure, you know, yeah. as opposed to an adventure game. I think there is a difference. I, I feel like the, the old mentality of adventure games, that's meaning the new mentality of adventure games now it, it are two different things. And I think it's something you have to kind of separate. I don't think they're necessarily I think they're inspired by, it, but not the same game. And that's like when you play something like Broken Age, like you're not really getting that telltale storytelling elements. You're getting that I'm putting together these things. I'm backtracking to figure out what part I need or what thing I missed before to, you know, figure this out. Um, for me, that's, that's the way I see it. But I didn't have that old school adventure game. I started playing the telltale things. That's what I thought an adventure game was. Now I'm starting to see more of this classic mentality. I feel like they're different games. I feel like it's maybe it's an evolution. Maybe it's just a, a different genre, like a subgenre of adventure games. I don't know. Like, that's just kind of the way I see it. I think if anything, like when we want video games to be interactive stories, I yeah. be- because of the mechanics and almost the stripped down nature of like everything in an adventure game is slowed down. That's why I think when they try to speed things up or use action sequences in games, like, you know, the way we felt about walking dead episode uh-huh. two, for example, shooting and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah it doesn't work very well. It's yeah. when, but it's when you ingeniously kind of work with what you got, and then you use it to supplement the story. Is where adventure games really shine, and even then, like adventure games, also like they they because they slow everything down and nothing moves until you put together what you need to do. Like uh, Botanicula, for example, I think has a lot of the design elements of you know an amazing point and click game and then a crappy point and click game like it's a, it's a, it's inconsistent but generally it it leans more in towards it's a good game and it is uh, the thing that like i really like about adventure games is it's and what speaks well of what botanicula can do right and it and it also fucks us up that's where the inconsistency is is that it I think out of all other games, it really sells the world and what you're trying to do in just enough to make it feel like you're playing something like it's a game, but you're, you're concerned again about the subject material. So for like example, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find the right piece or trying to find a puzzle. And because I can see something that I contextually recognize like that, that has this like symbiotic relationship between this and something else that I recognize within the world I mean, the world is constantly moving and constantly shifting and and colorful and always in your face. And when you see things that you know you you have a feeling go somewhere and you put it together and you get the sense of accomplishment in it and because you you put that together, you're a part of it. And when adventure games do that, that's awesome. Again, 999, like that's another adventure game. I mean, there's a lot of adventure games on the DS, I think. Again, when you fundamentally make use of the mechanics in a, in a brilliant way and sell an amazing story, I think uh, that's when you really come across like w- where the beauty of an adventure game lies. Like, there's one game, and I can't remember the full name for it as far as the subtitle. I believe it's Hotel Dusk. Hotel Dusk. I was about to say that's easily my favorite adventure game on on DS. 
Yeah, and the fact that you hold the DS like sideways like a book. Like a book, yeah. Like and you, you kind of use like these different mechanics. It's it's incredible. Man, I really, really dig like when you basically make use of these mechanics and then you you can you, you use them with the uh the game and the subject matter. Like you make it work together to where they have the synergy between them. Like, let's be honest, like Andrew would would you think, dude? I don't think nine 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 would be half as enjoyable as it was if it was put in like this uh, adventure game environment where you're able to freely move around and and you collect things and you're able to use actions like punch and kick or jump. Even then, like I feel like a lot of that would be lost in like I would you know what I mean? Like no, I agree. I agree. I think it wouldn't be as um, there'd be a dissonance that would take well, away from what's it, trying to be conveyed. I, I, yeah, I don't think it would be as impactful. I don't think it'd be as suspenseful if you had, I mean, because you are kind of like on a timer in 999. Like you, you, when you actually do get to a point where you have to figure out something, like you kind of have to do it quickly. You don't really have the time to like piece it all together. Uh, it makes it a little bit more suspenseful. But I don't know. Like I just, I feel like in terms of like what we're seeing now in adventure games, like the Telltale stuff and. And, and, and you know, like you mentioned, nine nine nine, a couple other ones. Um, have you have you ever got this like uh, people that would talk to you about those games? Like if you just kind of have a conversation about them, they have this mentality of, well, that's not really a video game. So I feel like I hear that more and more now when we talk about Telltale games. Like it seems like I, I have people that will talk we had about that the argument Dead with game. Gone Home. Yeah, yeah gone like home the, it, it's not really a game. You know, like you're just clicking on things, and you know, like in Gone Home, you're just clicking on something. And then you hear an audio, you know, cue or like you hear something that, you know, talking about it. All you're really doing is just clicking things and walking around. Um, and then, you know, same with like Telltale, like those games, you're basically making decisions on a on a wheel of like, you know, dialogue options. And then whatever you choose, you know, in a limited time is what you go with and that impacts the rest of the game. You know, and, and I think it's a valid point. I really do. I think like maybe that's not necessarily what our definition of a video game is or what most people would assume a video game is supposed to be. It's a little different. Um, I think it's a valid point. But had someone said that to someone playing an adventure game 20 years ago, you know, saying, well, all you do is just walk, you click on one thing, you click on a second thing, you combine them together, then you click on the other thing, and then you then you go to the next level. Like, I think if someone said that wasn't a video game, they'd probably get, you know, a, a pocket protector thrown at them or something. You know, just it, it seems like, you know, that was what video games were then. But now when you say it and you try to bring that back, it doesn't seem like it's a video game because we've been kind of desensitized by what video games should be now. You know, it's just, I don't know. But I appreciate that it has a place and that is kind of going into the mainstream again. Like people are playing the Walking Dead game not even knowing what adventure games are. Like they don't know what they're playing. They just know it's Walking Dead. And, and they know it's not the, that shitty first person shooter survival. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you'd be surprised how many people get them confused. But like, uh, and like when the Game of Thrones game eventually comes out, like how impactful that'll be. And it is on license alone. I think people will play it not even knowing what they're really getting into. They just want to play it because of the. It's I don't a, even know what Thrones. Tales of Borderlands is going to be like. But yeah, yeah. Uh, and then just like from what we've seen on the trailers of, uh, you know, Walking Dead season two, episode two, mm-hmm. like a, a home divided. I I got to actually, um, I'm writing that one as well. Um, I that's a really late review, but I'm going to try to get it out. Um, yeah, like taking everything that you did and then in the first like, I didn't think that like it's an easy template. Like, you know, they've got Clementine, but are they going to repeat things that they did it? 
man, it really took me for a ride. It, uh, yeah, oh yeah, the, the first episode of, of season, season two. two? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there's specific moments when I played that that I just did not fucking expect. Like it really took like it, it's kind of crazy because you played the first season. You kind of like, OK, I'm playing season two now. I kind of know what I'm getting into. I kind of know what to expect. Not everything is what it seems when you select something or when you talk to somebody. But they take some like really crazy, like kind of scares, you know, like there's some there's some there's some crazy moments like and I felt like a piece of shit after I played that first episode like a horrible piece of shit <laughs> yeah and you're doing this this time from Clementine's perspective yeah 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 so mm-hmm. like you, which makes it kind of worse I think almost yeah like, it does because you, know, you feel they're, they're, lo- they're losing their innocence like just entirely um and I don't know I, I, is that what adventure games are going to be now is it going to be uh you know a really big narrative experience or I almost feel like the games that kind of get overlooked that I, I would assume are probably adventure games, like the the Sherlock Holmes games that come out on the consoles all the time. They're, they're probably bad, but, you know, I always figure that's like the quintessential adventure game. Like you're playing Sherlock Holmes, you know, the world's greatest detective. I would assume that'd be like the be all end all of adventure games, like, you know, putting pieces together, solving, you know, these mysteries. And you know what? I want that cartoon brought back. Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd century. Make that it happen. Oh. <laughs> oh, it was an amazing cartoon. And like Watson's like half robot and shit. He's nice. like the okay. Robocop of the Sounds future. Sounds right. Yeah. No, but really I, 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 I don't know. Like, are we going to get back to this mentality of like the, you know, like what adventure games were? Or is like the telltale formula just going to be what all adventure games are from now on? Like, are, I, 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 I want to think something like Broken Age is going to bring back, you know, that old style adventure game but with a new coat of paint i think what they both do that we don't realize that like kind of distinguishes the the flavors if you will out of the adventure bowl Mm -hmm. is they're both doing one thing no matter what you think whether it's narrative or mechanics they're both selling a world that like that's what botanicula did i mean broken age is doing that uh and then you've got the telltale games that really focus on narrative bringing it home and using aspects of the world and mechanics like uh like a real big point, everything that you do in The Walking Dead, for example, is, you know, for the sake of survival and humanity, but it's mostly survival and it's mostly what you think will do and then try not to let it get to you. Everything in, you know, The Wolf Among Us is, you know, basically trying to have some semblance of, and, and you're not a human, you're not, you're a wolf, but trying to have like some, civil, basically not trying to give in to your, your primal urges, like, you know, and, and or how you go about giving into them. Like, there's a lot of moments where you can be a real dick bag, like a huge dick bag and really fuck shit up. And then there are other times where you can really control yourself. And that's the challenge. I mean, how do you want to do that with that character? What do you think that character would do? I mean, even then, uh, because of the context and everything that we talked about before, because Fables is such a storied series. I mean, they made they've successfully made Wolf Among Us its own thing. You don't even have to read the comics and you can fall in love with it right away. Just just the right amount of pacing introduction. I I personally really like narrative over mechanics because I think adventure game mechanics are really fucking stupid. Like, I'm sorry. Like, like I was saying with Botanicula, at some point you're just clicking and experimenting with things that you don't inherently or get even any kind of uh, 
contextual awareness, any any awareness or intuition that it might work. You're just doing it to eliminate the options. And I feel like when an adventure game falls into that trap, that it it's kind of lost connection with its audience. That it's, you know, just trying to be edgy. And like, you know, Siberia really straddled that line. I love Siberia. Um, I the story in it, it's incredible. The presentation is incredible, but that is an adventure ass adventure game. And there are so many points where like I had to see myself crawling to a fax and I didn't like that. And I felt almost there are times where I did feel stupid and we're like, oh, I should have, you know, I should have used my head a little better and use that. But a lot of the times, like really, you know, like having yeah. to double click on something or like click on it in a way or drag the mouse and hold it in a particular way, like these very like cryptic things. Like, that's the nonsense from adventure games that I just want to fucking die. I don't want that to come back. That stuff is tough. I mean, that's why I struggled so much with The Raven. Like, combining things, like, that made no fucking sense at all. Like, I need to combine the towel with the grease so I can, you know, use it as a way to grip this item so I can remove it easier. Like, just, like, What? Like, that makes no fucking sense. Like, why, would, why, why in a million years would I think that'd be the combination I need to do? You know, like, just, it, it's it's never, like, easily, like, laid out for you, you know? Or it just doesn't make any sense. Like, who in the right mind would make that combination, you know? Unless you just clicked every single item you had in your inventory and combined it with every single other item you had in your inventory just hoping something would stick. Like, that's what you have to do with most of those those clues or those puzzles. You know, with, like, older-style uh, adventure games. I don't know. I think like if someone was playing adventure games like a while and played that one, they would have done it. I guarantee in a third of the time that it took me to play it because I was just like, I don't understand any of this. Like, I love the story. and I love the characters, but I was like, these mechanics, I just don't get it. And that's why I, I feel really like know. visual novel games like they kind of have that weird mix too. like there are points where I'm just like Danganronpa is just like. I don't know if I would have used that particular clue. I feel like this clue would have been better, but yeah, yeah. you know, but, but, but they almost feel like they're kind of like tied to the specifics of that genre. Like, well, well, you know, that's the way we have to do it. That's an adventure game. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, sir? About what? <laughs> where do, where do you think adventure <laughs> games are going more as far as narrative or mechanics or, or what do you uh, want to see? It's, it's hard to say. I mean, like, I got my start in adventure games a long time ago, like uh, back when Shadowgate was a thing on the NES, right? Uh, so, like, I've got the real sort of point and click, get a description, figure out what the puzzles are kind of feel to it. I think I'd like to see maybe an updated version of that or maybe even like a retro styled one, kind of like the old Chemco Seca, uh trilogy that was on the NES, maybe for, I don't know, iOS or or Android or even the the 3ds uh, eShop or something like that that'd be pretty cool uh but you're you might be right i think the whole uh choose your own adventure thing isn't quite what i'd like to play in terms of an adventure i think i'd like to figure some stuff out and really sort of get into the the puzzle uh the puzzle aspect of the actual story more than just reading a story because then yeah you're right it is just an interactive storybook from there right mm. yeah what was the one that you mentioned on nes the the one that you kind of started with Shadowgate. Shadowgate. Yeah. Okay. Shadowgate. Didn't, didn't you and uh, Sean play that yeah, one? Point? Sean and Sean and I did a did a let's yeah. play of it there for something that we were trying to get off the ground a mm-hmm. while ago. But uh, yeah, uh, it was. I think I played the Game Boy Color version. They also released another one called Deja Vu, 
on Game oh. Boy Color as well. Deja uh, Vu was, was on NES, man. That yeah, was it, it was the it was the third in the trilogy. Wow. There, there wow. was Shadowgate, The Uninvited, and Deja Vu, which I never I never finished Deja Vu. I should really I never even played The Uninvited. I you know is yeah. my favorite point and click on NES is actually Maniac Mansion. The game's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> the exploded hamster. Yup. Yup. Um, I personally, I want a mixture of both, but I think I would like a focus on narrative and use the mechanics when it makes sense. I mean, again, like just the, just a trial and error, like mechanic, like trial and error aspect towards mechanics is like clicking on things. And even then, like there are times where I was stumped in nine, nine, nine. I'm just like, what do I do here? How do I solve this fucking riddle? I remember the very first fucking room. I was like, you know, like you're, you're sinking or like there's water running in the room. Like, how do you get out? You have to get free. I was like, to find what keys. The, what the fuck do I do? I got to check this pillowcase and there's one in this dresser, I think. And there's something behind the photo. It's just like, fuck, like just click everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, for example, like, you know, gone home, like had that. And remember, you guys, all well, I didn't find that. And like, I don't know what it is. I, but it didn't prevent you from continuing the story or finishing the game. Absolutely. Even but though you even, didn't find everything. And, and, you know, I got to find extra stuff that gave me extra parts of the story from double clicking and kind of doing weird shit. And even then, there's a super weird adventure game mechanic that you can find at the end of our uh, companion video that I had so much fun with. It's adorable. I won't yeah. spoil it. You guys just watch it. But anyway, yeah, I mean, that's an adventure game ass mechanic. Like, who would think to do that? But. You see it, you know it belongs somewhere in the world, and you're already in that world, so you go along with it, and then something happens. So, I mean, again, it can be done. I just, I want a mixture of both, but I do like the narrative direction that it's going in. I mean, yeah, I think there's just a balance to it. Just, you know, don't don't make it to the point where it's an interactive story. I, I guess when you put it that way, it does make sense, because now that I think about it, like, I guess it's because the narrative is what really stood out more than anything else in the Telltale games, like... The Walking Dead or uh, The Wolf Among Us, but there are moments where like you have items, you kind of have to figure out where that item's gonna you know be used. Like you know, Wolf Among Us, you'll use it during interrogations, like using clues that you've found or things you've picked up to like you know kind of catch them in a lie. You know, by using. I don't want to spoil it, but that whole moment in the second episode, Smoke and Mirrors, the Georgie Porgy, it was incredible. I that was my favorite, easily my favorite part of the second episode. Which one? The the part where you're talking to Georgie Porgy. Why the fuck can I remember that? The Who is that again? Oh yeah, well like it it kind of brings you back to that Mass Effect moment of like Paragon or Renegade, right? Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Like yeah, where you where, give, where you're, you're, you're given decision. you're given plenty of opportunities to do certain things and you either do or don't. Like but that entire playthrough that first time, I didn't do anything. It's like it, I so fucking want to. It was like my fist clenching in Mass Effect during a Renegade option. I just couldn't do it because I wanted to be a Paragon. Oh, no, I, 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 I did I, it. I want to be good. I was able to do things and still be Paragon about it. Yeah, I know, but I, I want to be good to the point where it's almost like it's at a fault. Like, I'm being good to the point where I, I shouldn't be, but I'm doing it anyways. But I think that kind of defines the character. And I think that's maybe the best thing about adventure games now is you do kind of get a chance to define your character. You get to kind of put your own spin on it. You couldn't necessarily do that with an adventure game 20, 25 years ago. You know, it was like, that's the character, that's what they do, that's how they act. You know, but now you're given kind of free reign on how am I going to spin this into something I can understand or relate to? You know, you get more investment, I think, uh, in in the game because you kind of have those choices and decisions you can make. So, so it's for the best. So between touchpads 
and connect and move and all these weird things and like Telltale basically making a game about everything. Yeah, I uh, would hope Connect would be a nice like integration to a, a, a game of, of that genre. That would actually be pretty cool. Like you to be so much more invested into it. Like you know, using Connect to use voice commands in Mass Effect would be just kind of the start. You know, if you had to actually move around and interact and talk, you know, and, and find the clues and interact with the clues, that'd be pretty cool. I, I could see myself doing that. So we've got, yeah, we've got that. I mean, we've got basically the licenses, the interest, and the tech to do it. And the potential. Like, yeah, and the potential. Do we see, like, adventure games getting bigger or going away again? I totally see them getting bigger. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd say they're probably going to get a lot bigger, especially with the uh, the Connect being what it is. That seems like something that they would maybe try to capitalize on, I'd say, within the next year or so. But even Japanese adventure games are, are doing really well. Shit, like, dude, Phoenix Wright actually did really well, and yeah. Capcom kept thinking it wasn't going to do well. That's why they, like, they like, made it a digital almost, only. Almost, almost too niche, but, yeah. It did I, really well. I, I, I guess, you know, maybe adventure games will continue, but I, I feel like they're just going to evolve more and more until there's something, like, I don't think they'll be the adventure games that, you know, people remember or recall. Like, even though people are trying to bring those kind of games back, I still feel like that genre, the one we're seeing now, is going to evolve into something completely different. I don't know what you'd call it or what it would be known as, but I Life just don't games. think it'll... Something like a... I, I, I like the term choose-your-own-adventure. I, I think like that in a digital form is exactly what that is. I'm, I'm okay with that. Like I love doing that kind of stuff. I don't know. I, I think that'd be a cool way to look at it. I'm glad I, I'm glad we got to dissect this and we got to talk about it because mm-hmm. I'm per- currently looking forward to it. Hey, hey, hey! Your cat hey. wants to choose the adventure of fucking itself up. Dude, I just clipped his claws too. <laughs> like I was, I was covert about that shit. Uh-huh. Hey, no, 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 buddy, come here. <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> uh, I, I was gonna say, cat, but I, also I was think gonna say, well, I, we haven't heard a train so far, but then, yeah. Yeah, I, I made that part of my adventure, the train showing up. <laughs> All right. It's my more better time than any fucking shit. Uh, episode end, right? Yeah? Sure. Oh, it's okay, buddy. It's got to end sometime. Oh, buddy. Um, but anyway. Yeah, you just finished listening to episode 83 a press pod radio. What a fucking sporadic little adventure. Ooh. 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 That this has been. If you like what you listen Forced. to. Shut up. It's <laughs> <laughs> like you can definitely rate and review us on iTunes. We would love that. Like fucking get those reviews out and about. Get them going. You can listen to us on Stitcher. Uh, fan us on. Uh, yeah. Fan us on Facebook. Like us on Twitter. Join our forums. And get involved with our Steam group. We've had a lot of people mention different things. We're going to do a game night. Uh, I'll be streaming Kirby's Dreamland 3 soon. I'd like to do that before GDC and have like a little break where you play a nice little like easygoing game that's kind of fun and nobody's really seen uh, before I go and do a big event. I just got to get all these review games. We all have a bunch of review games. That game um, was released in 1997. Yeah. A it's- full year after the Nintendo 64. Yeah. It's a, it's one, I think it's the last Super NES game. One of them, definitely. Well, no, the last Super NES, well, Super Famicom game, I think, was Mega Man and Base. Well, Rock yeah, Man but I'm, we're yeah. talking about Super NES. Like, eh, same hardware. 
the same hard. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> Fucking semantics. <laughs> anyway, yep. um, but yeah, I mean, if you like what you listen to, get in, send us feedback, comment on us. Four six nine PPR talk mailbag at presspodradio.com. Like, get at us. And you know, again, we want to just we we just we're here for you. We well, that's a lie. We're here for us first, then you. It's great. Maybe, Maybe. if there's time. Uh, subject to change. Anyway, um, but yeah, I, let's get some. I think that's a lot of the house cleaning. We got Twitter, we got Facebook, we got our forums, we got Stitcher, we got iTunes. Ooh, yeah, follow us on Twitch because yeah, again, I'll be streaming uh, a limelight for Kirby's Dream Land three. Um, getting together and finishing the finishing touches on our uh, play plays, and we got more play plays coming. And you know, we got some cool shit going on. And then like Sarah, Sarah's just fucking networking them connections, and he's also the force behind one of the hit, the hit shoot 'em up review shows on the web. Uh, t- take it away from here, man. What is it called? What is it? Well, that that show would be Bullet Heaven HD. Rockin' Android calls it the best shoot-em-up show dedicated to the shoot-em-up scene. Uh, basically, uh, we're still working on episode 93 right now because I've been decimated by the flu and otherwise not feeling up to par over the last maybe month or so. But uh, we got some great stuff coming up. Uh, next episode is going to be focused on a PC Engine CD game. We have a couple of new Dreamcast games that we're going to be taking a look at as well, uh, one of which was just released uh, last month. Um, and of course, the lead up to episode 100 is going to happen. That final 100 game, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be probably the most epic review and definitely the most expensive review <laughs> that we've uh, that we've done on Bullet Heaven to date. So be sure to stay tuned for that. We're just about at 1,500 subscribers. So if you're not subscribed yet, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> go yeah, and, go, and, and, go and, do it. Agreed. And even though we've got more trailers and videos on our PPR YouTube, go subscribe there. That's gonna change. Yeah. We got we got dude, I got Metal Gear Rising Revenge that's already recorded and ready to go. Like we got some we got we got some shit, you guys. And I, and then soon I'm going to GDC and I'm gonna be taking video over there too. Me and Rob Rich of 148 apps will be joining me. We're gonna be game Juno buddies. And we're going to be drinking and fighting around the world or GDC. Um, and and I, 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 I would feel bad if I didn't plug the other show, even though James isn't here. Um, I'll, I'll say quickly that there's also a podcast we do called Critical Fail. It's a bunch of uh, assholes playing Pathfinder, the pen and paper RPG. Uh, when I say we're playing, we're not really playing. We try to, but we end up just fucking off the whole time. Uh, and we really hate Bert, so if you want to listen to a show and hate Bert as well, you should uh, check it out. Uh, we'll eventually have an image, but for right now it's just blank because we're trying to hide the fact that it's out there. So we'll eventually have a picture. It, it'll, it, it's, yeah, it. it's eventually going to be on the main feed, uh, and then you'll see it hit the website and everything too. It's probably um, going to be a picture of us just really being pissed at Bert, so that, that's probably what will end up being. Ha- hashtag hate Bert. Hate Bert, yeah, everyone hates Bert. Fuck that guy. Oh man! But until any, any more, but uh, wait, Bert hurt. Yep. Oh, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Hashtag Bert hurt. Hashtag that. I, yeah. That, that's a new thing. Okay. Cool. We're gonna use that. Good idea. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, I know we've always talked about it, and we haven't really gotten it off the ground, but it's a for realsy thing. Like I'm putting my taxes and everything towards it, and I got to show these guys some of the designs 
Uh, but we're getting our posters and shirts up, and they're going to be available for sale. And you should do it, because it goes towards video equipment, website management, all that other fun stuff. It's nice. Um, oh, and me and Squiddy have got another video project in the works, but I can't talk about it too much yet. It's probably going to be more of... Um, more of super play to be honest that we're still planning to do we got super plays planned but there's a lot of stuff that are down the pipeline and as always we got our podcast uh we won't have a games club coming up for a while but uh we'll we'll think of something we always do <laughs> uh, and we got oh we've got our verses that we got coming out this week and 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 like other cool written features um also i may have Cool. I may have scored a sweet re- interview, so we've got that. So you guys just, you know, keep following the website. Keep keep doing it. We appreciate you guys doing it. So I, I think that's it. I don't think I've got any more words to say. You guys bye. have any more words to say? Oh, okay, just bye. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> All right, Georgie Boy Zax. Toast and uh, fuck Bert. Hashtag fuck Bert. Yeah, hashtag fuck Bert. Sarah died. Yeah, Sarah's done. Bye. All right. Oh, no. Sarah's gone. Sarah <laughs> we gone? lost him. I think we lost him. Is he off the call? No, he's on the call. Oh. Oh, geez. Yeah, my volume was down. <laughs> hey, what's up, dude? That's fine. Okay. Um, do, do, <laughs> you wanna, do you want to say a bye real quick, and I'll edit that in? Yeah. All right. Original Sarah and... <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was well worth it. That was well worth it. All right. Good. <laughs> Excellent. You hold your every breath. Life is for the living in the water. Oh. You feel that you should run. Where are you too high in the water? Oh, against the tide, struggle, skin wearing, skin wearing. Against the tide, we struggle to keep our heads above the deep, our hearts above the light. Vow your life and blood. This is not our home in water. Oh, yeah, I hope he is never found. Just try and keep your way in water. Oh, against the tide. Struggle, skin wearing, skin wearing against the time. Struggle to keep our heads above the deep, our hearts above the light, above the light. And who we are today can never make a man. Tainted blood 
his eyes, his eyes are full of love. Forgive them, release them. Above the deep, and our hearts above the light. 